Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. Be fair warned, we do talk about this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Welcome back to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. I am men's fitness cover model Andrew, and I'm uh, your host for today. Next up, uh, we have uh, my one and only women's fitness model. Oh, I thought he was yeah. like some <laughs> Mrs. Spindelik shit. I was like, what is that? Some Mrs. Spindelik. <laughs> the guy from Superman, he's like, uh, never mind. <laughs> he's a villain right. from superman he's in the rogues that gallery sounds like a drag queen wait <laughs> i'm talking about mrs. mrs spittle dick mrs yeah mrs spittle little dick okay it took me a second i know who you're talking about <laughs> Mits, mitzy spittle lick yeah. i think that's how you say it pretty sure no that, i mean i don't even think that's close but i know who you're talking about <laughs> so. i think it is kind of close <laughs> well Anyways, no need to argue about it. Um, <laughs> here's my. I'm Blaine. Hey, Blaine, how I, are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. Yeah. Uh, didn't need to get yelled at at the <laughs> beginning here, but <laughs> it's whatever. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, Corey, how are you, friend? Um, I'm great. And that's all I'll say. Okay. You know, <laughs> we'll start off contentious. I don't give a shit. <sighs> like a There's only shark. three. This is. Only got three left, guys. Might as well be contentious now. You know what? So, I, I I pulled it up, Mister. Yep. Mix yeast piddle ick, and that is the, the I I broke it down in phonetics, but that is how you pronounce it, bitch. Okay, do it again. Yeah, sure. Say say it again. Mix is spittle ick. Huh. So today we're gonna be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and if you say it backwards, that's how you defeat him. All right. All my Superman so fucking is, uh, fans are going six... crazy right now. <laughs> this is true. They they're losing their mind. They said, "God, please!" When they talk about 1989's license kill, I hope they start with a spittle dick. <laughs> spittle dick. Uh, well, as always, we wish him the best of luck in everything he does. So, boy, guys, today we got a real interesting one. Get to it. We. Only three left. <laughs> and it's going to be me today. So why don't I start with a little IMDb trivia for License to Kill. Or trivia, fuck. The, uh, I was like, ooh, that's something new. Yeah. <laughs> and some now great... I'm disappointed. Yeah. I think we have trivia in everyone. We always have something we bring. That's true. Yeah, we bring our own little thing. Fun facts. But I'm not doing that. And God help you if you two do. But I'm going to do the overview for License to Kill. Love you too. Uh, A vengeful (laughs) James Bond goes rogue to infiltrate and take down the organization of a drug lord who has murdered his friend's new wife and left him near death. Spot fucking on, I would say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta love that IMDb. So now that we got that out of the way. Let's do some initial reactions, and I got to be honest, I feel like this is about to be interesting. So, Blaine, I'm going to start with you. For 1989's License to Kill, what are you giving it? I'm going to give it uh, one thumb up. One thumb up? One thumb up. Okay. It 
it's not bad. There's definitely elements that I enjoy. There's definitely some things that I wish they would have done differently, but I ha- I had a decent time watching it. One thumb. One thumb up from Blaine. Corey, next up, what are you saying? I I was shocked by this movie. I liked it. I think it was. Okay. I think it, I liked how different it was. Kind of a a breath of fresh air, honestly. Uh, after after some of the repetition from some of the other Bond movies we've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it two thumbs up. I liked it. Wow. Okay. Now that's interesting. All right, Corey, lover of this movie. Uh, so that brings it uh, back to me. Um, guys, I got to tell you, I am just not a fan of this one. Uh, on paper, this seems like a movie I would enjoy, but I just have a couple of problems with it. You're a Bond purist. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I think more than you think you are. Really? And this is a, a departure. Sharp this departure. Is a de- well, listen, if you were like, hey, we're going to do a James Bond movie, but it is going to be heinously violent, I would be like, that sounds great. I'm on board. But for some reason, uh, this wasn't doing it for me. I know exactly why. I know why already. Why is that? It's because of Dalton. You think it's Dalton? Yeah. If you're going to have these kinds of moments, you got to have levity for you because you're such a big Moore fan. And you're not a a huge Craig fan. And Dalton is... It's he's a precursor, the the precursor to Craig. Yeah. So there's zero levity in this one, except for the elements (laughs) that Q brings. I think Dalton throws out one or two one-liners that that when he does do them, I'm like, whoa, you're not good at this. Why would you say that? (laughs) Oh, but I I think that's probably why. Yeah, that could be it. Uh, one thumb down for me. Okay. One thumb. I, I can't say I hate this movie because there are moments where I was like, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I like what's going on, but I don't know. There's just some parts that I uh, got a little bored, but that's just me. That's fair. Well, I and, think, hey, I was curious then because I feel like Blaine has sort of come down on his uh, living daylights high that he was on and doesn't like it as much as he thought he did. Do you like, I like this, this one, one more? Me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. I do. Oh, okay. Interesting. I do. Lot more than Living Daylights. Okay. And this is Roger Dalton. Roger Dalton. Timothy Dalton what? doing exactly what exactly he sh- what he wants to do with this role. He should have yeah, he should have done this in Living Daylights. Mm. I think. Because he's not built for those comedic moments. And that's why I think we mentioned that in Living Daylights. We're like, these feel so forced. Because he shouldn't do it. Because I don't think that that was a big thing of the books. Like, that was maybe here and there in the books. And that was a Roger Moore thing and a. Yeah. And sort of a Connery thing. No, I like this one more, but they missed some opportunities. And that's why I gave it one thumb up instead of two. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. And also, to me, it feels like. I think I've told Corey this before. This movie just doesn't feel like a James Bond movie, really. Yeah. It misses. It misses some great, well, excuse me. It just misses elements to make this a Bond movie. And there are some parts that feels like this might have been second draft script where they threw some Bond elements in there just to make it seem more Bondy, but I don't know. It just didn't work out. We'll talk about it. We got to talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it. That's the only thing to do. 
Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, why don't we start with a little background information and jump right into this bitch. So, this is the 16th canonical Bond film. Timothy Dalton's second and final time as James Bond. It was released in 1989 and directed by John Glenn, his fifth James Bond movie in a row and also his final. Uh-huh. So, one last one from John Glenn. It is wild that the person who directed A View to a Kill also directed this movie. That's, and Well, Octopussy, A View to a Kill, and this movie. Feels like worlds apart. Absolute worlds apart. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So we begin with Dalton's final gun barrel sequence. Again. Yeah. I'm not impressed with Dalton's gun barrel. Yeah. They did something different with the music in this one. It slowed it down liked. a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wrote down that I kind of liked it. Again, I liked that it was different. It's like marking it's, that it's different. It was, the mark, yeah. It was like, this is going to be darker. Even though that was darker. But his mm-hmm. his actual turn and shoot, fine. Meh. Meh. Mm, yeah, he's no uh, Brosnan. No Brosnan. Not knowing this. No. Okay, so this opening, there is so much introductions going on, <laughs> <laughs> and so much going on. Again, I think this is what goes to my trying to understand the tone of this movie because. If you just watch this introduction and then see some of the things that happen later, it is like, what are we going for here, guys? What are we trying to do? What are we doing? Yeah. What so, are you doing? <laughs> so we have our good friend Felix Leiter, and he is getting married. Now, this movie, we have the return of David Hedison. Yeah. Hasn't been seen since Live and Let Die, but he comes back as Felix. Shit, he took like a 16-year break. <laughs> yeah, he took a minute off. And I I got to tell you, you know I'm not good with ages, but I can't tell if Felix is the same age as uh, Della's father or not. I feel he's, like Felix he is old. He's an old fucking man. Yeah. Uh while we're in this scene, so we see all three of them in the car. Yes, we do. James, Felix, and Sharky. Our friend Sharky, yeah. Who is a character we've never met. Ever. No. Ever. And they don't really explain who Sharky is. No. Who can I see? Okay, he's obviously good enough friends with both of them to be in Felix's wedding <laughs> and to have, like, tremendous rapport and, like, backstory. Mm-hmm. Why not use another older, like, a character from an... Fuck, in Live and Let Die, they have Carl Jr. Or, well, not Carl Jr. What? <laughs> Coral. Yeah. Coral Jr. Yeah, yeah. Carl it was Jr. a black fisherman. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he could have come could, back. Yeah, bring him back. Did you, but did you place why why he looks familiar, Sharky? Of course oh, well, I yeah, did. Yeah, he's in a bunch of things. Well, he's but my, I was that's my say. favorite. He's Decker in Last Action Hero. That's, that's the one that yeah. always comes to mind. Yeah. Love him in that. Because oh, yeah. we've talked about la- we've talked about Last Action Hero ad nauseum on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just felt that was odd. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> well, yeah, and they do really no service to paint a picture of why he is involved this heavily that in this movie. Said, I like yeah. him. But, yeah. Oh, he's great. He's great. Okay. Uh, Sorry. No, you're fine. So they're uh, Felix Bond and Sharky. They're traveling down the. Uh, 
the True Lies Highway on the way to the wedding. Um, <laughs> the only thing I can yeah. think of. <laughs> yeah. Best descriptor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then <laughs> all of this gets interrupted by the DEA. Uh, and I'm not sure why the DEA really wants Felix involved in all of this, but they <laughs> flag him down by helicopter and let Felix know that uh, our villain, uh, Franz Sanchez, mm-hmm. is in Florida and they need to go and arrest him. Yeah. Again, Felix is CIA, right? Yeah. Um, again, don't know why he would be involved in this. Uh, Joint task force, baby. Yeah. Look at that. And to Felix's credit, he's in, he didn't give a shit about this wedding. He, he he's goes like, right for right. it. Yeah. Throughout the Let's wedding, go. he's like, oh, oh yeah, the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing. Um, and we should probably mention they're in fucking top hats and tails for this wedding. Yeah. It is super formal. Uh, so, yeah. Well, of course, Bond can't let this shit go. So he's like, hey, I'm going to come with you. And Felix tells him, but only as an observer. I mean, all right. So at that point, Bond leaves with Felix, leaving Sharky behind. And Sharky's trying to wonder what he's going to say to Felix's new wife. But at the same time, we get introduced to our main villain of the movie, mm-hmm. Fran Sanchez. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, he's played by uh, pop-marked Robert Davi. So <laughs> this man is rough-looking. And also not at all Latin. So just a little something to think about. Common. It's a common thing that they've done there. Especially in the 80s. Yeah, especially in the 80s. Uh, so he has flown into Florida just to retrieve his quote-unquote girlfriend, and that is going to be our first Bond girl, uh, Lupe Lamora. Lupe? Lupe. <laughs> <laughs> they do say Lupe a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Lupe. <laughs> thank you for the save, Corey. Uh, please don't cancel me. So he finds uh, Lupe in the arms of another man, mm. and <laughs> pretty, pretty cold-hearted has this man taken away and has his heart cut out by mm-hmm. a Mint condition Benicio del Toro. Oh, yeah. He is mint. That is the only way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, untouched by by the world as of yet. We get Dario. two mint action heroes back to back. That's with, true. <laughs> with old Dolph in the last one, which mm-hmm. I, I I was noticeably quiet when you said that. Did not notice that was Dolph Lundgren. I was like, <laughs> did I just miss Dolph Lundgren in his whole fucking movie? No, I missed him yep. for three seconds that he was in it. <laughs> Yeah, don't get me wrong. He has no speaking Not part. Not a big role. Yeah, he's just hanging out there. So, but Benicio, through, he's he's throughout this movie. Yeah, Benicio, he, they give him a lot to do, which he's great. You know what? Should have got more. I agree. I, I would have appreciated a lot more. Should have been way more. But he is charismatic as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he plays henchman Dario. I'm guessing. <laughs> We're going to say main henchman on him? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we have a, a guy coming up later on, but eh. No. I'm going to say Biggie on that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. So, at this point, uh, Sanchez <laughs> takes Lupe and is punishing her for her actions, mm-hmm. and he begins whipping her. 
with do what? One of you, yeah. Do either one of you know what that was? <laughs> no fucking idea. I, I do know what it is now, but when oh. I saw it, I wrote, is he beating her with a root? <laughs> it looked like a root. <laughs> yeah. God, that, I was like, he just that's got, better than anything I could come up with. In, I thought it was a sea cucumber at first. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is that green thing he's swimming yeah. with? Uh, so no, what was it? I watched uh, some other video, and they pointed out that it was a stingray's tail. Jesus. Really? Yeah. In my uh, wildest dreams, I would have never thought that. It was a no. stinger, yeah, off of a stingray. That's fucking sadistic. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. I, that is. Yeah, I'm with you, Corey. I'm a fucking never thought that all right <laughs> okay. all right so um okay so fine <laughs> i gotta it, process that taking them back <laughs> i god damn catch your breath yep okay of all the things i thought you guys might have said that was not on my checklist so no, never just somebody <laughs> thought of that good god <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I guess it kind of fits in with the tone we're setting for this movie. Sure, uh, sure. So at this point, uh, Felix and the DEA, as well as Bond, land the helicopter uh, and begin to pursue Sanchez and his people. And there is the wildest slow-mo shot of Felix and these two DEA agents. <laughs> <laughs> That's just looking old. <laughs> it did... Felix, no justice. He looked ridiculous. Nor can I think of why we would even need that slow-mo shot, but... And, <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't even... He was just in the background. Like, we got a real cool shot of, like, the other two yeah. DA, DA agents. Yeah, the men in their 30s, as opposed to the man in his <laughs> just 60s. struggling to keep up in the background. Yeah. <laughs> already, been through, and, uh... already been through... One whole bond throughout this seven, seven yeah. movies, which has missed all the other ones. Yeah, it's really like anybody watch the behind the scenes for this one? I did not. Never. <laughs> it okay. So you may not remember, but remember the Felix from um, Living Daylights? He actually looked like he was the same age as Dalton. Yes. Okay. He's out on the on the yacht. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So in the behind the scenes, they were just like. Uh, the guy that plays Felix in this one, he was like, yeah, I just saw Cubby Broccoli and his wife at a deli. And I was like, hey. And they were like, oh, you should be in an- another Bond. And John Glenn was like, <laughs> I didn't want to cast him. He looked kind of old. <laughs> but, hey, I guess if Cubby, Cubby likes you. Cubby gonna do what Cubby gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. again, I believe this guy is the same age as Della's father in this movie. <laughs> He's so... He's not as ancient as Roger Moore was in his last outing, but he's 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 trying to get up there. He's up there, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got slow motion run. Yep, thank you. Yep. Uh, so there's a couple of shootouts that occur in this scene. Um, uh, Sanchez uh, manages to escape on a plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bond has a quick meet, quick a uh, quick meeting with Lupe. <laughs> Did you say queef meeting? I said a queef meeting. meeting. She um, talked right out of her vagina. <laughs> was so weird. Uh, really felt bad for the actress, but anyway. Why did you make her do that? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then at this point, Bond, who has been shot at and is engaged in this fight, 
when eh, he shouldn't be involved at all. Uh, he jumps back on the Coast Guard plane with Felix, and they are in hot pursuit. This is of not this is, this is a helicopter, by the way, <laughs> just racing down a plane. <laughs> yeah. And they must have paid for this fucking helicopter for a month because they get some mileage out of it in this movie. <laughs> it has quite a few scenes. Uh, so, yeah, at this point, uh, Bond, who just knows how to work this Coast Guard helicopter so well. Uh, Clearly. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> risks it all for the U.S. government to attach a hook to the plane Sanchez is flying out on. And I guess the helicopter overpowers the plane. I mean, it's a tiny plane. It's a tiny plane, but I, my, this is, I still feel like it would go faster than a helicopter. But I'll give it to you that the propeller is probably small. But come on, it's still a plane. It's supposed to go faster than the helicopter. <laughs> Some of them helicopters can go 150 miles per hour. Not the chunkiest helicopter I've ever I've ever seen. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know anything about Coast Guard helicopters. <laughs> they must we have do know someone we can reach on. out to, though. <laughs> well, anyways, he Dark Knight rises this thing. He does Dark Knight <laughs> rise this thing. Uh, and that's pretty fun. But as luck would have it, they're flying right over the chapel where Felix is going to get married at. Oh, and yeah. we have uh, this old man skydive down uh, with James, and they skydive straight to the church. Very smooth. And she's happy to see him. Not even a little bit mad. No, not at all. I don't know about you. Not at all. I think any other bride would be, you know, justifiably murderous. <laughs> well, listen, Della's different. I think we're going to come to find that out in a second. She um, is very she, different. Yeah, she's, she's a different kind of lady. Uh, so, yeah, Felix and Bond land perfectly. Uh, they walk in so Felix can get married with their parachutes behind them. And we jump into a little Gladys Knight. Gladys. Seeing License to Kill and absolutely no pips involved. I no just pips. Make that Sans pips. Zero mm. pips. Not a single fucking pip. Pipless. One would say. Mm. Okay, so we'll talk about that more in detail yeah, later. As we do. Uh, so after that, we see that Sanchez is now in custody. Uh, and he's being interrogated by... And I had to check this many times, but his name is Killifer. Mm. Ed Killifer. Mm-hmm. Vermouth drunk. <laughs> Big vermouth drunk. For sure. Sniveling worm, if you ask me. Shake his um, hand down right into that chair. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm guessing, I don't know if Killifer is FBI, CIA. They don't make that clear, but at the end of the day, who cares? So what? No one cares. Who cares? Killifer. Uh, if, it's, if it's also FBI with CIA and DEA, I've got a problem with that. That's too that's many. Too well, many. <laughs> that's too many. Yeah. It's Maybe almost two. as if. I'll take two, but not three. <laughs> it's almost as if the writer really didn't know what to do and just threw them all in there. Like, Although, I don't know who'd be over this. This was a fun little uh, um, reuniting of the diehard FBI guys. Cause that's, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Uh, yes. Robert Davi mm-hmm. and Grandel Bush, who plays... Uh, I don't know what his name is in this movie, but he plays the DEA agent. But yep. they were Little and Big Johnson from Die Hard. They certainly were. <laughs> came back came back once again. Yeah, I'm glad you put that, because I didn't realize that till about the Hemingway House scene. I was like, oh, yeah, they were in that movie. That's again. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, so 
Uh, we also get a little background that Sanchez has a history of bribing officials to get out of trouble. Uh, so he offers anybody in the room $2 million to uh, break him out of custody. Now, just a quick note. Killifer is played by Everett McGill. And I can go ahead and say, if you ever see Everett McGill in a movie, just go ahead and assume he's the bad guy. Oh, I don't think he's ever played. (laughs) He's always the bad guy. However, they did a good good little thing here because I was not sure. I knew one of them was going to take him up on it. And they really made it look like it was going to be Grand, uh, the the Mm. DEA guy. It looked like he was the one who was thinking about it. So oh. they kind of pulled the wool over my eyes. I, I was like, who's going to, it's going to be one of these two, but it doesn't look like it's going to be Killifer. But then I heard his name. And I was like, it's him. <laughs> it's him. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case you didn't know, it's going to be this guy. Uh, we think that's Irish. What do we think that is? I think it's a made up name. <laughs> okay. You know what? It's better than Mr. Kill. I'll give him that. Oh, there's a lot better than Mr. Kill. <laughs> Uh, so at this point, we kind of go back and forth between the wedding scenes and Sanchez being transported. Uh, some real big extra work at this wedding, by the way. Uh, now, listen, this, this might be a theory of mine. Just a theory. Uh, but I think maybe, just maybe, Felix Bond and Della have a real thruple thing going on. I uh, think it's a cuck situation. Oh, I think maybe. Because yeah, she yeah, is yeah. kissing Bond far too many times. Oh, yeah. She well, the wants first... to be kissing him. Yeah, the first thing we see is she gives him a kiss and then says, you got to kiss the best man on the wedding day. That's not a rule. That's not a rule. Never heard not of that in my either. life. But apparently, it's a rule they all know because I think Killifer runs off and says, I got to go kiss that fucking bride. Like, no, don't let bride. him anywhere near. <laughs> so strange. Yeah, I think, yeah. They're cucking or fucking or oh, all yeah. three. Um, but something weird's going on. Uh, not to mention they buy Bond a gift for the wedding. Is that normal? You usually get your best man a gift. Oh, all right. Well, and your groomsman, yeah. Hmm. All right, good to know. Yeah. All right, so anyway, uh, by the way, did you guys notice the woman that uh, Felix is talking to? Yeah, Pam Bouvier. I was like, his wife? Nope. No, the woman nope. in the office. Yeah. yeah. I did not notice that was her. Uh, <laughs> he says, this is At all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, again, did not notice, did not recognize her as being uh, the girl from the middle of the movie. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway. well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah, she looks a lot different than she does for the majority of the movie. Yeah. When, we're, when we get to the Roadhouse bar, she looks a little bit different. Okay, so, yes, so they get uh, Bond a lighter for being the best man, and arguably, this plays one of the biggest roles in this entire movie, maybe? Important lighter. Yeah, very important. Comes in in a big way. Yeah. Uh, So now we cut back to Sanchez, who's getting transported back across the True Lies Bridge, and Killifer knocks out this fucking driver and drives right off that bridge. Uh, and at that point we see that, uh, Sanchez is getting rescued, uh, by some scuba divers and is put into, I guess, a remote control submarine. I don't know what you call this thing, but some sort of submersible stuff. Thank you. Extra shit they had from Thunderball. (laughs) The Sentinel. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then we cut back to lighter 
uh, Lighter's house. Uh, and Della gives James her fucking wedding garter in the most sexualized way that you could possibly do it. You know what I just thought? Mm-hmm. Felix Lighter gave James, James a lighter. <laughs> lighter. It's not the first time that that joke has been made, though. Because no, I think the same guy it. made a joke about being Felix Lighter in Living Let in Die. The, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, Roger well, he, Moore said Roger a genuine Moore said Felix it, yeah. Lighter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so oh, that's two. This guy has been in two movies with a spoofist name. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I wrote in my notes. A genuine Felix Leiter, but I felt it was too cheese dick to even bring up. <laughs> no, um, it really works. Yeah, it works perfectly. So yeah, so now Sanchez has escaped. Uh, Della gives Bond her garter. Uh, I'm surprised Bond didn't smell it when he caught it. And uh. <laughs> uh, another thing for Della to be this close to Bond, no idea he used to be married. Very confused by all of this. He looks like ah, I used to be married a long time ago. Yes. 20, My theory is, yeah, is that some odd six years ago, years ago. Della, was, Della was definitely a Bond girl that he just, like, fucked and left behind after some mission and introduced her to Felix. I think wow. that's I think that's her backstory. To some obscure Bond mission. Yeah, so he James. likes her. Mm-hmm. He's a fan. Um, and that's why he's so affected by it. You would think that Felix might not want him around her then, if that's the case. Felix, Felix is a bro. He's till the end. He's a ride or die type of guy. I got you. Been through a lot together. I mean, yeah, they have. Uh, Maybe not enough to justify the rest of the movie, but okay, yeah. Arguably. Been through a lot. You don't know. Mm -hmm. We've only seen just a few of their missions. Probably had quite a few. Yeah, okay. You're right. Maybe I'm wrong. So, at this point... <laughs> I think you should write a book with that title. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. That is... Maybe I'm listen, wrong. It's in the top three of my autobiography <laughs> names. Yeah. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. Uh, number one is... It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine, Corey. And fine. then number three? Okay. Ellipsis. <laughs> okay. No, it's uh, okay... Smack of tongue to the top of the mouth. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spelled out. Yeah. Spelled out. Uh, okay. At this point, James leaves and we see Dario and Sanchez's men uh, knock Felix out uh, and they're taking him to a warehouse. But we also see that they now have Della. We don't know what's going to happen with her. But we arrive at uh, the warehouse, which is. Uh, I think I wrote down that they considered a research facility. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it's owned by a Milton Christ, who has a very interesting eye issue going on through this entire movie. He does, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure out if it was a glass eye or... I think it's a wandering some... eye. Could be that. That's what his wife says. He's a wanderer. Uh... <laughs> it's a medical condition, hun. <laughs> Uh, he'd be one that would call his wife dear. Dear. Look here, dear. Yeah. I don't know. He seems a little uh, abrasive. I don't know. He might be one of those guys. <laughs> well, I'm saying it in a very abrasive way. Listen here, dear. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it now. It is interesting you did the whole I thing, too, when you did that impression. I do. I have to. <laughs> 
So at this point, uh, we see that they are now hanging Felix up over uh, an open hatchway, and we get a very famous line from our good friend Benicio del Toro. Yeah, we gotta save that line. Yeah, are are we saving that or are you? you... <laughs> I'm, I'm saving it. Okay, we'll save it then. It's good. It's not bad. It's uh, the, the line itself is bore is boring, but what he's doing with it is wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, arguably. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but the way he delivers well, it, uh, it implies does. It's things. implying a thing that's pretty. Oh, pretty see, I didn't want it, to. It goes dark. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just. Yeah, in case we didn't mention, this movie gets dark <laughs> very quickly. Pretty, pretty much right with that uh, sentence. Yeah. So, yeah. I like yeah. his delivery, but the undertones I don't like. So <laughs> this is gonna be one of those best lines, but it's actually. Yikes lines. Yikes yeah, lines. The undertones. It basically uh, implied that Della got raped to death. Yeah. Yeah, I think the audience knew that. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I, think, I mean, we didn't say the line. I think the undertones are clear no matter what. But, yeah, but now they're, <laughs> no. not underton- they're not undertones anymore. They're <laughs> out there tones. Yeah, so at this point... Uh, it's pretty clear that uh, Felix is about to be tortured or whatever the case yeah. may be. But they release a shark underneath Felix, and he is going to be lowered down. Uh, and we realize quickly this is a shark pit. Now, you guys never saw this movie before, right? Nope. Did you think even for a fucking second you'd see Felix get eaten by a goddamn shark in this? No. I thought no, they no, were no, no. killing him. I was like, you can't <laughs> kill Felix. He's He's got plot armor. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I have a hundred percent thought they were killing him. It showed his leg bitten off, yeah. at, like the buttock. Yeah, his... you don't live through that. No, well, arguably, no leg left. I think the movie suffers in the fact that spoiler, he doesn't die from it. Because uh, it's weird yeah. that he doesn't die. That is bizarre you... that he doesn't die, especially mm-hmm. in light of the fact that they first off. We'll get to it. It's like the next scene. Obviously, the bad guys raised him out of the water. <laughs> After it was all said and done. Wrapped him up, took him back to his house, laid him there for who knows well, how long. Not before someone said, I got an idea. Let's write a <laughs> shitty note. Let's yeah. a fucking note in there. God. <laughs> let's, do, let's write a note. And yeah, you would have bled out so yeah. quick. <laughs> Felix would have been dead by the time he well, got back to the house. So, yeah. do maybe the note was telling us everything. The note said something that ate him disagree with him. So, they, are they saying the shark was just stunned and didn't want to eat any more of him? Is that what they're saying? I, I don't think that's what so they're saying. We're trying to kill him, but the shark just said, I don't, I don't, I don't want anymore. I don't want this guy. He's old. <laughs> Listen, I like where you're going. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it was. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Well, I like the road uh, you tried to go down. Yeah. Something to justify that. They wanted to know. Why did they do that? <laughs> they, hey, whoever finds us, look, we tried to feed him the shark. He wasn't, you know. I disagreed with him. He didn't want to. Didn't yeah, he didn't want to him. finish it off. Look, Artist we're not assholes, come. but this is the shark's fault, okay? <laughs> this is all it is. Yeah, so uh, Felix lived for eight hours with a completely severed leg. <laughs> well, and arm. And yeah. partially severed arm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the fact that he didn't believe bleed to death is wild. Um, oh yeah, Bond, so the way Bond finds out anything happened is he shows up at the airport, and the most helpful fucking flight attendant in the world has plenty of information for him. 
when she tells him, oh, yeah, there's a lot of police. Uh, some big drug dealer escaped. And Bond immediately knows it's going to be Sanchez. So oh, he heads. No. Oh, you okay? Yes. All right. So Bond heads back, heads back mm-hmm. to Felix's house where he finds his body and the note. Uh, I. This is just a side note. Someone calls Felix. Bond picks it up and he's like, "Lighter, where have you been? I'm my honeymoon. You fucking asshole. I'm, whatever." I love all folksy people just call a CIA operative. Lighter, what's the news, dude? <laughs> yeah. God damn, I've been trying to call you. Uh, so yeah, so Bond gets this person to call the police, and we get to meet. The most insensitive asshole cop. Oh god! <laughs> Maybe in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Chainsaws uh, you can buy them at every corner store. Just smiling well, the whole time. No. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, no oh. one was even discussing. I mean, it was just like, uh, well, hopefully he'll be okay. He lost his leg, and hopefully they can save his arm. Uh, probably a chainsaw. <laughs> Drug dealers love chainsaws. Uh, yeah, and we. James also found Dell as a dead body. We should probably mention Della is dead. She yeah, is dead. She was all yeah. Um, she was shot. That was what killed her. That we see. So you could argue that you don't have to think mm. about the um, the R word, but uh, it, it is out there. See, now. I didn't know she was shot. I thought oh, there's a big bloody spot right on her sternum and just on her sternum. Oh, so I think she was just shot dead right there. Okay, probably the switchblade. Or oh, staff could have been the switchblade. Given his imp, old Dario's little tricky trick. Probably, um, probably staff. But yeah, well, she's look, dead. we haven't. Anyways. we haven't crossed off the list. It could be a xenomorph or a stingray tail. Either one. Wow. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> we're we're going down some back streets here, folks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to add on to the darkness of this uh, fucking movie so far. <laughs> now listen. Sharky knows a shark bite when he sees it. It's in his fucking name. <laughs> it's in his name. <laughs> yeah. Expert. He said, chainsaw my ass. I know a shark bite. <laughs> I know a shark bite when I see it. Just wish uh, mom was like, can you tell us? Like, just give us any story about you and all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sharky. Are who, you a police officer? A CIA agent? I mean, what is your relationship? I'm a fisherman. And then we just learned he's a fisherman. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has no qualms with, with breaking any laws because the DEA agent's like, yeah, this is uh, officially out of our jurisdiction. Shark is like, I'll fucking go with you. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't care. This is my best fucking friend. <laughs> so <laughs> Sharky and Bond decide they're going to do some investigating on their own. Uh, they arrive at Crest's warehouse. Uh, and again, uh, it's put off as a research facility, which sure, uh, Cress plays off everything and bond spots Felix's fucking corsage on the mm. floor. I hope that's a corsage or <laughs> lapel flower. I don't know what you call it. I was it's racking flower. my brain to see what he looked, what was, what he was looking for. It all looked like just, just <laughs> dirt to me. I was like, yeah. is there something I'm missing? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, for did. some reason, didn't see the flower. <laughs> I love that Bond got it. He said, ah, gotcha. This is the place. Well, I think I'm going to come back here and heinously murder a bunch of people. (laughs) (laughs) Go fucking nuts over here. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So the undertones here, it's clear that James is absolutely pissed. 
Oh, he's white hot he's with rage. So I mean, listen. He's pissed the DEA won't do anything. Mm-hmm. He's just mad. So he's going to do, do all this shit on his own, and he, Dalton commits <laughs> to it. Listen, they really fucked up his thruple. He is really pissed Right. It. Yeah. I mean, what's he going to do now? Fuck Felix. <laughs> just go find in, it's go- <laughs> Oh, my God. Make Sharky watch. <laughs> Throw him around like a rag doll. I think Sharky already probably has his own deal that he does. He just looks Sharky like, might he looks like he already is a cook. Uh, He's like, I'm just a watcher. I don't like to get involved. <laughs> uh, where am I at? So yeah, Bond leaves and uh, comes back in the dead of night to do a little... Uh, I was going to say research, but that's not right. Um, <laughs> investigating. Surveillance? Reconnaissance? Recon? Yes. So he and Sharky return at night, and Bond has to deal with the most aggressive fucking shark since Jaws, maybe, in this one scene. It's... Well, he's just in the pier at that point. He's not even inside the facility. This shark is just roaming around in the pier. <laughs> yeah. How does just it... right outside. Is it even contained anywhere? It might be one of those, like, uh, like a, they might have, like, a fence-in area where they kind of just raise the thing and let it swim into its pit like they did in Thunderball. Maybe. Okay. I'll give you that. That mm-hmm. could be it. The question I have about this, why is Sharky so scared? He looked petrified. It's, well, in I mean, his, it's his namesake. <laughs> I see a shark. <gasps> Sharky. Yep. Well, I mean, if a shark was that aggressive, I mean, I'd be a little worried in that little boat Sharky I, was in, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well. Yeah, like if I was saying, I'd be like, I don't want that thing doing that to my boat that I'm sitting in. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. I hope it doesn't tip me over and eat me. Okay. Uh, but uh, listen, huh? man the fuck up. A sharky. You're a shark, you're a shark fisherman. Uh, even that's not clear. Is that what he did? Do we know <laughs> or this? Or is he just a fisherman? Yeah. He says it on a sign. Shark fisherman? I'm, sharky? Yeah. Oh yeah! I missed all that. What sign? A big ass sign on his. There's boat. a sign, but I thought like, it said charter. I didn't know it was. Never mind. All right, listen, folks. Maybe I'm wrong. We watch these know. movies with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> I miss. We that. watch them with. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> yeah. Right He's in. He's out there sneaking around doing spy shit. Yep, doing spy shit. So, uh, I think we might as well go ahead and discuss this maggot drawer that bond finds mm, Gee, yeah because yeah. fucking fishing lures more like i get <laughs> i'm guessing they spent a majority of the budget on that fucking coast guard helicopter because this is a shame <laughs> it truly it really is a shame <laughs> it it might be the most egregious thing in this movie is that we're trying to pass off these fucking gack uh <laughs> <Gack>. <laughs> As a horde of maggots, when it is clear that this is plastic pieces. Yeah. And the best part is they have something under it, so it looks like it's moving as one solid yeah. piece. Yeah. This is wild. This that's, is wild. That's, I was like, well, there's no way they're trying to say that these are moving, so there must be something gross underneath it. What's going to be underneath it? And he just pulls up drugs. I was like, oh, no, he, they're they're fully implying that these are maggots. That sucks. <laughs> yep, these are maggots. Uh, and even wilder, uh, a guard finds Bond. He knocks him out and throws him in the drawer and locks it, which is implying that this man is going to be eaten alive by maggots. And that's how Bond kills this guy. 
<laughs> or just get found. Maybe. Yeah. Or suffocates. I <laughs> mean, either way, he's probably going to die in there. Yeah. Or everybody forgets, and he starves to death, and then the maggots eat then his riding corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To think that the maggots actually eat him to death is a wild thought. This would never happen. <laughs> Listen. He'd have to be in there for a hundred years. I don't trust a maggot. I don't trust them. <laughs> I cannot abide a maggot. <laughs> I won't do it. All right, I've been saying Mike it for Pence. years. I won't do it. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. So, if that wasn't wild enough, Bond then gets into a shootout with another gentleman, and he falls into an electric eel. License not, to eel. Not even a shootout. He just hooks his pants oh, and yeah, just yanks him right me. into the eel. I like, damn, Bond. Got it. Didn't give that guy a chance. This man is... And by the way, in case you didn't know it was an electric eel tank, they label it <laughs> very it well for you. <laughs> yeah. He Again. Really, he really freestyled that plan. He came right then and there. He freestyles a lot in this movie. And you know what? I like it. Okay. All right. He's it's, just like a, yeah, a he's, one man he's flying fucking... by the seat of his pants, just fucking shit up, making it happen. Yeah. Oh, man, he's scorned. Yeah. He's vicious at points. Uh, yeah, the eel tank just—I <laughs> did laugh out loud because yeah. the fact that they even added the electricity special effect is some wild, wild shit. Um, so then, uh, Killifer is also there, right? And uh, at this point, Bond throws him into the goddamn Shark Tank to be eaten, right? Yeah, essentially. He essentially, ha- he hangs him over like he's gonna save him, and Killifred tries to split the money with him. He's like, "You earned it. You're keeping it." And just throws it right into it. <laughs> yep. Like, All right, Bond. Tell him. Which is pretty shitty. I mean, he could have gave that money to Sharky. Sharky could have got him a better boat. Come on. I mean, they still could have got the money. Just <laughs> I mean, it out. The know? amount of money that Bond comes into contact with and just doesn't give a fuck <laughs> in this movie is crazy. There is so much wasted money in this movie. It is pretty wild. But then he's also <laughs> real fast and loose with drug money. <laughs> he just kind of at one point goes, I probably could use this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, actual drug deal. He's like, oh, I'll make this work yeah. for me. Um, Yeah. So that's the end of Killifer. He's gone. Dead. Revenge part one for Bond. Check mark. Mm-hmm. He has a real kill bill list in this movie. Killifer yeah. was on there. Now we just keep moving on. Well, okay. He didn't even know Killifer was on there, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he had no That's idea. A great point. It's a great point. <laughs> Killifer just happened to be there, and he's like, oh, okay. God, Put those pieces together great. real quick. I'm going to fucking kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Bond at this point has made a plan with Sharky to do... uh, Wow, my note is so descriptive here. Bond has made a plan with Sharky to do something. But... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anybody want to elaborate on what that plan was? Because I... When they go meet at his boat? Yeah. See the sign? Oh, yeah, that's when we finally understand what Sharky does. Yeah, he was going to take him... uh, Somewhere... Yeah, that's about what I got. We're going to go to, oh, Crest had taken his boat. That they were going to go after Crest. And they knew where Crest was, and they were going to go out to to track Crest. Yes, you're correct. They were going to go track Crest. Right. 
Uh, I couldn't exactly remember the sequence, yeah, that that sounds right. Uh, Then Bond is taken away by the DE agent we met earlier, and this is the part where I realized that, oh yeah, he and Robert Dobby were in Die Hard together. Uh, But the DE agent is talking to Bond, and then Bond is suddenly whisked away to the uh, Hemingway house by these two uh, secretive agents. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, quick question, because I wrote this down just as a thought. Did it seem like they were playing this up to be like a Blofeld situation? 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just a hand patting a cat. Yeah. And then they sneak up on it real strange. And then you have to remember, oh, yeah, this is a new M. Because it took me just a second to be like, oh, yeah, this is uh, the M they're using these days. This isn't I'm, a new M. It looks like the well, same old M. Is it not? It's Robert well, it, Brown. Yeah, it's Robert Brown. The same guy they used in A View to a Kill and... Yeah, well, uh, it's real fresh for us. Yes. So anyway, so he, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so yeah, so they're trying to play it up like Blofeld. For what reason? I'm not sure why we're trying to do that, but okay, no idea. Uh, so this is what I was talking about earlier when I was saying that if it wasn't for a few different parts. Would we even be thinking this is a Bond movie? And it feels like this was a real afterthought uh, for the scriptwriters because it comes a little bit out of nowhere that M now shows up and is like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you involved in any of this?" And once again, M is one hundred percent correct in all of this. Right. Mm-hmm. I I would disagree that that I think this would is an afterthought. Okay. Because this is the whole part where James has his license to kill revoked. True. True. And it it also really helps him later on that he is like this disgraced agent that everyone can totally. It works. Like, kind of like my thing is, I was going to point out later is that he always leads with who he is whenever he's doing, he's supposed to be a spy. He just tells everybody, I'm James Bond. And this movie, if you look it up, yeah, he is James Bond. He's a disgraced agent. He's probably like trying to. Be up to no, MI6, up to no good. So it kind of works for him in this way. But I hmm. do agree with you in the sense that without certain elements, this it, it doesn't feel like a Bond movie. Like no. Thor was saying, it's, no. a, it's a real change of pace. That's yeah. what I mean. They're, they're having to insert little things to... Hey, by the way, before you forget, this is James Bond. We got M here. Q. Okay? Q. Yeah. We got M here. Did More to come. Him? Do you recognize yeah. M? But yeah, I love this scene because M's like, "Why are you so butthurt over this? Like, you have a you have a job you need to be doing right now." And to me, I gotta say, Bond's kind of a little brat in this fucking scene because he's essentially like, "But he's my best friend." You don't know how many fluids we've shared. <laughs> he I... killed his wife, and M's like, "Hey, man, <laughs> a lot of people you knew have gotten killed. Why is this?" Like a big deal to you well, right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> if anyone knows how many missions they've worked on together, it's M. I would expect a little bereavement. Hmm. A little something. <laughs> okay. I thought M was being a, a real, a real uh, prick here. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, oh, I, I get. I I think you're right that he's right. Mm-hmm. M is correct. But he's also, mm-hmm. yeah, he's being kind of a dickhead. It's like, how many times has Bond saved the world? Let him, let him stop a, a guy who needs to be stopped. Frankly, I mean, 
he is like a huge fucking criminal. Like we could we could well, totally we, just stop this guy. I mean, yeah, we we haven't really jumped into Sanchez just yet. He's coming up, but he's not a great guy. We know that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I will I can't believe they, they started shooting at James. Yeah. <laughs> well, they made it pretty clear, like <laughs> M told him he was like, Well did I quit? He's like Sit in a fucking country club, man. You can't just have all these secrets and just quit. Yeah. Well, but but, then he, sh- but then he shit cans him pretty much. He's like, you you yeah. can't quit. Give me your license. You get your license to kill your gun. You're out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess you kind of can quit. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't understand why James decided to karate kick his way out of this situation. I don't just either. hand over your gun and your whatever. Yeah. And go leave and do what you were gonna do anyways. Yeah, it yeah, seemed like they were about to let you go. Or maybe probably. they weren't. Maybe they were going to take him. Maybe. Maybe he knew something we didn't. But he jumped off the balcony, probably hurt his ankle. He no. knows parkour. Tim, one he thing. knows parkour. He knows. Parkour. Yeah, you know Tim. Uh, one thing I will say about this Bond is he has some real Jaws uh, abilities not to be injured in a lot of things in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of times that uh, most people would die, but not this guy. Uh. Okay. Well, that's interesting, guys. Because, see, the whole time I was like, yeah, yeah, man, this, this isn't your fucking fight. Uh, and, f- by the way, this dude, yeah, he he hurt your friend and killed his wife. Uh, he didn't do anything to the British government, so you're kind of starting some shit you don't need to be involved in. I mean, that that's true. At the end of the day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, he is right. <laughs> if you're looking at it from mm-hmm. a diplomacy thing. Yeah. Now, Blaine disagrees, and that's okay. We'll move on. Blaine I don't disagree. I just <laughs> thought we could have used a little less attitude from him. The way you're scraping your nails across that chair really says a lot. But we'll move on. So, Bond escapes in my... Oh. Corey, stop drinking vodka. Uh, <laughs> the dregs of the beer I was finishing was very sour. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, so we now cut to Chris Boat. Uh... Crist, I think it's yeah, crest. Chris. Th- Is it crest? I think it's crest. Yeah. Like the like the good like a, like toothpaste crest of a wave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why the <laughs> the boat is called the wave crest, I believe. Fair enough. So now we get to crest boat and uh, like the toothpaste. We'll go with that. Right. That's what I was uh, saying. <laughs> My first thing was toothpaste. <laughs> uh, and. And I got to tell you, Crest is playing real fast and loose with Lupe after what just happened days prior with her last boyfriend. But he comes yeah. in this uh, cabin a little too friendly on uh, Lupe there. Crest don't care. No. Well, when you got an eye like that, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> so the boat gets a signal that there's something in the water. Uh, Our first gadget. And- yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> so uh, they're like, oh, it's just a manta ray, and they are 100% correct. It is just a manta ray. But Heavy it's on the man. Yeah. But it's Bond with a costume manta ray. That, that's all. I can't really sense. describe this. Yeah. yeah. It's just and, like a big manta ray like board <laughs> that he's got flippers. Yeah. <laughs> so my question was this. This. Q has not showed up in this movie yet, so no. either Bond just has this on his trip to America, 
where he was visiting his friend Felix's wedding. That's what he wears when he bangs Della in front of Felix. <laughs> Do you want me to put it on again, Felix? Be the man ray. <laughs> no, there's a there's I'm about to barb you. <laughs> there's either a Michaels or a Hobby Lobby in every major city, so that's easy. Right. Yep. A couple trash bags. And they we glue. all know they carry these. So uh yeah, I was trying to figure out this is either something Bron Bond Bond brought. <laughs> Why would this captain feel the need to wake up, Crest? Like, <laughs> bitch, you're a fucking boat captain. You yeah. know what a manta ray is? Figure it out, man. Maybe he's something like, big. He maybe didn't he's even... like, maybe he saw the flippers and was like, mm, something it, looks off. But... Yeah, <laughs> speak up, then, dude. <laughs> then he was like, ah, what do I fucking care? It's a manta ray yeah. that has two flippers. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> seems strange. <laughs> seems weird. Will you quit bothering me? I'm trying to hook up with this drug dealer's girlfriend. All right. No, that's what happens when you rip off their tails and use them as whips. They form two flippers instead. Oh, <laughs> yep. That's what it comes back as. Oh. Remember, uh, what's his name got killed by Man Ray? Right. Yeah, yeah, Irwin. Steve Irwin. That's right. You ever see that video? Uh, no. No. Uh, it's not. It's a little depressing. It's a little depressing. I thought that was very much under wraps and probably not something I'd Google anyways. Oh, but, well, sorry. This The tone of this movie, I thought this is where we were going. He's sorry. a fucking That's, treasure, Andrew. Yeah, we all like Steve Irwin. He's I don't, a goddamn I don't, treasure. Don't really want to see him die. Well, I mean, nobody did, but that's just life. Nobody wanted to see the queen suffer at 96. <laughs> She had so much more to give us, but she had to go. <laughs> we promise no more queen talk. That's that's true. Only, only if the it's Freddy. Version. Yeah, only if it's Freddy. Uh, okay, so back to this shit. So Bond sneaks onto the boat uh, where he questions Lupe. Uh, aggressively. Pretty yeah. aggressively. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, and then, okay, maybe this... I wrote down this might have been the first real disturbing imagery from this movie is when they bring Sharky's poor dead fucking body. Just <laughs> hanging. Hanging. Like a dead shark. It feels, yeah. first of all, a little racist. I'm just going to throw that out. It felt a little weird. Um, a little bit. But then. But also, yeah, but then I, d- they were going for a dead shark thing. That's That was what they were going for. It's rude. If nothing else, it's rude as it's shit. It's definitely rude. Yeah, it's rude as shit. Very rude. That one up is rude yeah. every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> but again, this is where I felt this moment would have had more impact had he been a prior character that we knew. This is true. Yeah. I, I, I had some backstory. I'll I still say was, I, I had I'm fun with him. The, yeah, the little bit of time we had with him, I had fun with him. So yeah. I was kind of bummed. I'm not going to lie. I could have used more Sharky. I could have used more Sharky. Definitely. I could have been there. It really pisses James off. Well, they also are just making jokes about it. Yeah. You won't believe it. His name's Sharky. It's like, okay. All right, you assholes. But what the... Maybe one of my favorite parts of this movie is when James goes on deck, grabs that fucking uh, spear gun, and (laughs) shoots Sharky's killer and says, this is for Sharky. (laughs) Shoots him right in the goddamn chest compliments of sharky compliments, compliments yeah. of sharky thank you he just grabs the first killing implement he could find yeah kills him 
knowing it full well, this is going to blow his whole shit that he's doing right now. Yeah. And then for the next, like, what, 10 minutes, just freeze. <laughs> this is absolute chaos. Just trying, right yeah, trying to avoid getting captured. My thing is, I love how it's one guy. They already know he's on the boat. He points out exactly where he is and goes underwater. And they all get in boats and start looking for him. And then one guy even goes, there's so much turbulence. I can't see him. Like, y'all fucking idiots. You're (laughs) causing the turbulence. (laughs) This is you. (laughs) Not to mention, we got a drug deal to do right now. That's occurring at the exact same time. Simultaneously. Yeah. In case it couldn't get any more crazy, we've got to exchange drugs for money. So that's going on. Uh, Okay, so, yeah, so jumps on the boat. Uh, There's a remote, again, this remote submarine exchange going on where they're unloading drugs uh, and exchanging it for money. Uh, Now, they are taking the drugs back to the boat with this underwater submarine, and Bond decides he's going to destroy every fucking bag of cocaine. He's mad. He is mad about it. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and assume he killed every s- s- piece of sea life in the process by doing this. Uh, could, could not have been great. No. <laughs> I imagine for the environment. Coked up sharks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, oh, just God, imagine yeah. a fish eating just a little bit of cocaine. I'm sure its little heart would explode. <laughs> no, that's just me. It's a little heart. <laughs> it's poor little heart. Little fishy's heart. <laughs> So, yeah, Bond probably killed uh, more sea life than he realizes, uh, you know, for his friend Felix. Because let's not forget, all the death and destruction that's going to happen is because uh, Felix. And Della. Can't forget Della. And now Sharky. Sharky got his revenge. No, which no. is a Shark, Sharky's <laughs> near and dear to him. <laughs> Wait a second. Is Sharky's Revenge a movie? That's Porky's. No, no, no. I think there's a Sharky's Revenge. Corey, it's look best, up and see it. A dish best served cold. I'm thinking, I feel like Burt Reynolds was in a movie called Sharky's Revenge. Sharky's Revenge? I've never heard of it, but I like the idea that you have. I could be 100% wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just let me know. Um, yes, this is a movie. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> is Burt Reynolds in it? He's the director. <gasps> um, I don't know Holy if shit. he stars in it or not. This Holy is, shit. So, cast. Here we go. Here's cast. Yes, Burt Reynolds stars as Sergeant Tom Sharkey. Goddamn right he does. All right. I knew it the whole time. <laughs> I knew it the whole time. <laughs> sure, Never did. had a doubt in my fucking mind. <laughs> I'm glad, well, that, we got it. I'm glad we looked it up so you can say, without a doubt, this is a movie. Well, that's our next snap judgment, everybody. Sharky's Revenge for Burton. Trying, trying to see if there's any crossover with Bond so far. I don't see anyone I recognize. Nope. Oh, damn it. Well, Sorry. <laughs> does it have any kind of rating whatsoever? Because uh, yeah, I can't tell you if it was good or not. It, it, um, sure, it sure did. It, um, boop, 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 boop. Um, <laughs> where did the rating go? Oh, no. I had it a moment ago. Okay, the rating is as follows. It is an 83% on the Rotten Tomatoes. Really? 
shit. An Atlanta Vice Squad detective loves a high-class call girl linked to politics and a mob boss. Okay. I fucking, I fucking knew it. That's I light. That, it. That's light on description. <laughs> I don't know for sure if that gave yeah. me enough to want to watch it. It's definitely no James Bond goes after a drug dealer to revenge his friend. It's no description like that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> uh-oh. More sharky. What, was, was Bernie Casey in Bond? I think he was. Bernie yeah. Casey? He, he was would... lighter in Never Say Never Again. Yes, he was. Holy so shit. So there we go. Bernie Casey's in it. That's so weird you mentioned that because... I'm... I have another Bond connection we can talk about later. <laughs> so there we go. We can totally watch. <laughs> All right. That's going to be the next snap judgment. Uh, so anyways, I James is out here fucking around in the water. Well, before we move on, we got to jump back to Sharky's Revenge. And <laughs> No. <laughs> no more Sharky's We revenge. just jumped away from Sharky's Revenge. <laughs> Let's go back real quick. <laughs> we got to jump back in. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> At this point, uh, amongst all this chaos, we get what I imagine is Corey's favorite scene in all of Bond history. We talk, we've talked about it a bit because I've known about this scene. Yeah. Uh, and that is, we get to see James Bond water ski behind a fucking airplane. Yeah. I mean, he okay. he's still holding on to a harpoon gun, shoots it at the airplane that's collected the money from the drug deal, and... Goes into the Speed Force, which you know I love. He <laughs> absolutely does go in the Speed Force. And then, yeah, he's just holding on to a harpoon gun and, and skiing. <laughs> yeah. And while others are in pursuit of him. Yeah. It's very interesting. I I got to tell you, though, I think this scene would have been really elevated with a little Beach Boy song. Oh. I'm so glad they didn't do that, and they totally could have done that, and they would have thought it was totally oh okay God. to do that. Listen, it was the same director. Same director. It was same, <laughs> only just a couple years earlier. That they did. <laughs> yeah, literally one movie in between a Beach Boys song and not. Oh. And it would have fit right there. It would have been perfect. Yeah. You know what? I, I love this stunt. Yeah, it's fun. This was a great stunt. When he let when he lets go and catches up to the plane, yeah, while just kind of like bare ass skiing, <laughs> that's so sick. Yeah, well, yeah, that's hard to do. It probably took so many times. Oh, oh I yeah. bet. I bet. Um, that's hard to do with skis. Fair <laughs> even... point. Yeah, and one thing I will say about this movie, it, as much shit as I may give it. The stunts in this movie are really good. They, There's some wild shit that goes on in this movie. Can you, can, and, and I will say that when they don't work, they don't work. And the budget, you know, if that, if that budget had been a little bit more, this movie would have been nuts. I think it would have been really cool. But they use the budget effectively because I like the action. Yeah. Yeah. Except oh, right. for maybe the next scene. Oh, well, can't oh, wait. Lord. Uh also, when he was, he was about to shoot his his harpoon gun for escape, some guys came and were attacking him, and they used a knife to cut his air hose, which oh, we've that's seen right. in another one. Mm-hmm. Just stab him. What are we doing? What are we, what yeah. are we doing? Just, just you got a knife in your hand, yeah. It's there. Stab him in the head. 
Be real quick. Anywhere. Yeah. I'm everywhere. Yeah. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> stab, stab away. Stab. The amount of time it takes you to slice, you can be stabbing. <laughs> you can be you slice him? You can do like three stabs yeah. in a slice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. You dumb bastards. <laughs> anyway, so Bond is able to uh, sneak onto this plane, and he throws one fucking guy out with the door. Right. Great stunt. Uh can clearly see the guy's parachute underneath that jacket, but it's fine. Uh, and then, and you guys know I love a goddamn dummy getting thrown from high places. <laughs> and when, yeah. <laughs> when he throws that pilot and that dummy hits the water, I laugh pretty hard. I fucking love it. It's great. Love a good dummy throw. I, I love, love a good. Dummy. I love that the, the the plane is flying above the the boat with a dummy falling and money just like zipping all around. I was like, that's fun. That's yeah. a fun imagery. And Bond's having a real good time throwing yeah, yeah. a lot of it out. He's, he's and imagine, he's like, yeah, Bond is just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you can imagine that if you were Crest, he's just like, what the fuck just happened? That was the greatest <laughs> I've ever seen. And that comes back later when Crest yeah. has to tell yeah. Sanchez the story. It's and He's like, I know, it's fucking yeah, crazy, man. This... <laughs> so much was happening. It was a real busy day for us. My bad. Uh, so Bond at this point uh, sneaks back to Felix's house, and in case we didn't mention it earlier, Felix has a file on Sanchez and a fucking CD drive. CD and, room, yeah, yeah. Not to mention Bond finds it. It's behind Della's picture, and he inserts it into what I can only describe as the biggest goddamn CD-ROM thing I've. It ever doesn't seen even look like life. it fits in there. That looked like that thing could have played. <laughs> Like vinyl yeah. records. <laughs> it really did. Uh, so, yeah, Bond is able to get on there and he sees uh, that Felix has a, a file of informants. All are dead except one. And it's a, it's a CIA pilot by the name of Pam Bouvier, which, mm-hmm. of course, female pilot. In these movies, there's no other kind of pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I so, gotta love it. Gotta love it. And I think John I love Glenn it. loves it. John Glenn is the biggest fan of female pilots. It's his favorite. Uh, and he loves a girl with a crossbow. He mm. loves that too. It's his other favorite thing. Uh, so I love that this informant has a meeting. <laughs> By the way, just this whole section where he clicks on. He didn't even click. It's fucking Apple One. He uh, highlights Pam Bouvier's name. And it just has a note that uh, next meeting is Thursday after midnight. No date, <laughs> just Thursday after midnight. Oh, so going to let it all hang out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Thank you. That was a good one. Uh, Bond meets up with the... Uh, you guys calling her Pam or Bouvier? <laughs> I, I, like, I like Bouvier. <laughs> all right, we'll go Bouvier. Call whatever you want to, Andrew. <laughs> I P- kept writing... Bouvier. <laughs> I put her down as Pam, but Corey said Bouvier, and I didn't know if that was Corey really showing off his Creo I shit. Call it all right. Well, we got. Uh... <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we got uh, Pam, and we... <laughs> this is our second Bond girl in the movie, and it's played by Carrie Lowell. Carrie Lowell. Mm-hmm. Do we know her from anything else? I could have done a little research on this, but I 
did not. She looks familiar enough to have been in probably a few small things. She um, gets top billing in this movie, so I wonder. Um, I watched just a little bit of the making of, and she talked about how she got this part, which is fine. It's quite sexist. Uh, she basically showed up because uh, the only scene she knew is she was going to be in a bar, so she showed up in like a tank top and blue jeans, and they were like, uh, you need to look more attractive. So she had to go get uh, nicer clothes. Well, they do yeah. the same thing in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens. It's a bummer, actually. Yeah, I, not nothing really super big. She was in Sleeping in Seattle, but probably a bit role. Sleepless she was also... in Seattle? <laughs> it's what a did sequel I? where they're actually sleeping. <laughs> you said sleepy th- in Seattle. I, I think I said sleepless, but maybe, hey, you said, fine. You said sleeping, but that's it's funny. Fine. I don't care. Listen, it was a great, great sequel. We were sleepless, <laughs> but then we got some Ambien, and now we're sleeping. Yeah, we're fucking in Seattle, really. Yep, yeah. <laughs> they sure are. Uh, okay, so one thing about uh, Bouvier is she gets a little bit to do in this movie. She does, as opposed to the last two Bond girls we've seen canonically, which would be a uh, cello player whose name I can never remember. Uh, in Living Daylights, mm-hmm. and what is her name? I know her. I know her real name. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't know her name in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, at least she has some things to do in this movie because Cara Malovi. Yes. Oh yeah. Miriam Diabo. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Yeah. So was what's her face? But... They're all pretty. What are we talking about? Yeah. 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 There's not. There hadn't been a dog in this movie. System, <laughs> movie system. <laughs> yeah, but Pam, uh, Pam wrecks some ass. She does. This is a wild scene. Uh, so yeah, Dario at this point comes in and he is aware of Pam, and uh, Dario and a couple of Sanchez's men come in here to meet her. I guess to kill her. And uh, I mean, what else can I say? There's a massive bar room fight. Yep. Uh, it starts with uh, Bouvier here blowing a goddamn hole through the fucking right. table. Yeah, let, let us she not forget. She has a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> that causes some damage. Well, that uh, thing's got a... fucking Acme bullets in it, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that comes into play a little later. when. Uh, yeah. Uh, but just some highlights. Uh, Pam Bouvier throwing this guy over her head was pretty wild. That was great. Pam, you know judo. <laughs> you know judo. Uh, and lest we forget, you know, in a movie that goes real dark and super serious, there is a goddamn swordfish fight. We can't forget. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, like Corey was saying, this Acme gun, she blows a hole through the fucking wall. A three-foot hole. A perfect circle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that... Grown adult men can fit through. <laughs> no problem. And she um, is not close. I mean, I guess you can't be. You wouldn't be able to be that close to it for that to work. But it yeah. would have just been spread. It would have just been bullets. Right? It would have been pellets. I can't believe that it was that perfect <laughs> yeah. of a hole. Listen, it's either the most powerful gun in the world or the shittiest built bar in the world. I don't know which one. This is paper walls. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, Bond and... Uh, Pam are able, able to escape on a speedboat. By the way, if I'm missing any big things, please let me know. And no, so that far, seems so just good. kind of 
bullshit. Yeah, yeah. that was a bullshit it's scene for sure. It didn't fit. It. But one lady just kept dancing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that was that's also wild. funny, but didn't fit the tune. No. Uh, okay, so not to mention Dario is able to shoot Pam in the back. <laughs> just straight in the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bond is awfully worried about her, but she gets up and <laughs> delivers a line, which I guess no actor could do well, but she said, this Kevlar is great. <laughs> you gotta love Kevlar. It's like, yeah, all right. All, we know. How can you tell me you had on a bulletproof vest without just saying it? I guess that line. Uh, and then on top of it, a hat on a hat, the boat runs out of gas in the middle of the water. And uh, Bond and Bouvier make some, you know, a little deal with each other to help each other out, get Sanchez, so on and so forth. And uh, then they, uh, you know, I don't know where, just decide to uh, fuck. This one was odd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was. Because Dalton's not a charmer. It's not like he was putting mm-hmm. the moves on her. He was actually being a bit of an asshole to her. Yeah. And then they're just like, all right, well, I guess. Uh, what else are we going to do? Oh, you're into this? Oh, hold on. We, yeah. we can fuck in the middle of the water. <laughs> And then, uh, and then they start doing a, a running bit where because she kisses him without his permission, so he pulls like the fifth element. It's like you've got to ask first. It's like what? Ecto gamut. That's what she says in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, multipass. Lulu Dallas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> multipass. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so the, now. We cut to our one and only fucking scene at MI6 headquarters. <laughs> Again, just to remind you, this is a James Bond In movie. In England. Yeah. yeah. We cut back to England where Money Penny, not listening to her Barry Manilow records in this one, but she is worried to death about James. Distraught. Distraught by it. Um, our second Carolyn and- Bliss. Yes. And last. Yeah. And last. You know, I I kind of felt bad. And, you know, maybe go off on a tangent here. I was like, what else has she been in? She really hadn't done a fucking lot. Living Daylights. Yeah, this was kind of... These two <laughs> movies were kind of the highlight of her career. But she was in uh, a Princess Diana movie mm. where she played Princess Diana. Well. And it came out like in 82 right after they got married. Oh. Uh, and it's literally like, I guess, the Princess Diana, Prince Charles, you know, they're going to stay together forever movie. You know, age like milk. Um, but <sighs> here's what blew my mind. Uh, there are two actors in it, which are Christopher Lee. One, That's one thing. Okay, Christopher Lee's in it. But so is Charles fucking Gray, who played Blofeld from Diamonds Are Forever. We got Scaramanga and Blofeld. Yeah, huh. and Moneypenny. All in the same goddamn movie. Wow. That's fun. Yeah, that was a fun little thing I found. Uh, and after that, she really didn't do anything interesting. Uh, there's nothing more depressing than looking at someone's IMDb and seeing they did like an animated movie that no one knows. But then seeing that... They did background voice work on an anime movie no one knows. That's no, that's depressing. Wow. Hope she's doing okay. Hope she didn't get heavy into drugs after this. All the cocaine. Um, <laughs> that's her bliss. That's her bliss. 
So M basically tells Money Penny, oh, he's going to go after Sanchez, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're going to send an agent down to, you know, the world famous country of Isthmus. <laughs> Isthmus City. That's, yeah. So instead of Money Penny calling that agent, she calls Q Branch instead. Because we got to get some friendly faces out there for Bond. So then Bond arrives in the, uh, I mean, tropical paradise that is Isthmus City. I'm guessing it's somewhere between Mexico and Chile. Uh, and of course, Bond uh, gets a gorgeous suite at this hotel using the drug money soul. Well, before uh, you go, I forgot to mention, because this is so petty, but he gets Bouvier to help him get to Isthmus City with all the resources, and he negotiates her down from the money she asked for. This motherfucker's got a whole case of money that he doesn't need. It's not even his money. <laughs> yeah. Not even his got... money. <laughs> he was negotiating we... with her. He's like, just give her, who gives a shit? You have all that money. Yeah. We come to find out it's $5 million in absolute money that isn't his. So, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think this is, this Ithsmith city <laughs> supposed to be in Panama. Really? Yeah. Because that's real what place? an Ithsmith is. Oh, that's a real place. No, it's not. A, oh. I don't think it's a real place, but. I thought this was absolutely made up just because of. <laughs> The way they're playing it, where it's no. a city that's basically owned by Sanchez, but it and would make run by sense him. given what Sanchez says about because Isthmus of Panama is a little oh just, Noriega, so well it's a little strip, it's just a strip of land between the two oceans. Oh, that's where the Panama Canal is. But who cares? I mean, who cares? Yeah. Uh, essentially, this <laughs> I'm guessing this is a country that Sanchez essentially runs. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's this is what it his, appears. Yeah. He owns everything. Uh, the bank, the casino, uh, the president. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Bond, there is a lot of like character building and a lot of exposition that goes on in the next few scenes. I think we can glaze over it just a tiny bit and glaze. still get there. Yeah. So please forgive me. But we find out that Sanchez owns basically the bank, the casino, hotels, and even the government of this city. Well, don't forget um, to, before we continue, got to add to our Bollinger count. You're absolutely right. Got some can't, Bollinger in there, Can't Corey. skip over the Bollinger. He wanted some for that hotel room. Sure the Did fuck he order did. a case? He <laughs> might have ordered a case of yeah, Bollinger. He might have ordered a case, actually. I think he did. Yeah, we can't skip over that. Uh, okay, so... Let's see where I'm at. Oh, yes. So Bond then opens up a bank account at the bank across the street. Uh, assumedly, I guess, just to get credit at the casino. That's what it felt like. I don't think anything more important was happening in this scene. So Bond brings $5 million in cash to deposit. And then the only thing that of interest that came out of this scene was we get to see uh, Carrie Lowell's new uh, bowl cut mm, by the end of bowl this Bowl cut. Yeah. It's not a bowl cut. <laughs> well, say what you pixie, will. But it's barely a pixie. It's, a... She just like, had it really wet down, kind of like a Jamie Lee Curtis look. Ah, yes. Mm, true lies. A true lies Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go with all three of those. 
uh, bowl cut, pixie, or Jimmy Lee Curtis. At the same time. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, okay, so uh, Sanchez has a full-blown operation going where he is doing a lot of money laundering through a televangelist by the name of Professor Joe Butcher. And wildly, this is played by none other than Wayne Newton. Wayne fucking Newton. Holy shit. I mean, and let me tell you something. The funniest part about all this was when I watched the making of. Again, and all these making ofs are like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's such a nice guy. This guy. They're, you know, oh, yeah, we saw him at a deli and we said he should be Felix again. You know, all that kind of shit. For Wayne Newton, no shit. The writer of the movie goes, yeah, Wayne. Wayne played uh, Joe Butcher. Uh, he always wanted to be in a James Bond movie. Nobody said anything else about Wayne Newton, which <laughs> I think may say a lot about who Wayne Newton is in real life. So, yeah. Yikes. maybe a terrible person. Uh, also, I can't tell if Wayne Newton is like seven feet tall or if everybody around him is just short. But there's a scene later on that he has with Bouvier that I'm just he like, does look super. He looks yeah. far more larger than life than I thought he would. He was. Yeah. By the way, if you want to be creeped out, you should look at uh, Wayne Newton's IMDb photo. It's uh, yeah, it's why <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it's like the youngest Wayne Newton's ever looked, and he's like he got looks a twelve. Yeah, maybe in the photo. I'm it's. Not, I'm not sure why they chose that one. That's it's very. It's not the Wayne Newton you know. You think you would think that his people would go on there and maybe update it a little bit, but no, nope, keep it the same photo. Uh. So, yeah, he's basically doing a lot of money laundering through this televangelist network. Uh, now, at the same time, Bond comes back to the casino and thankfully plays a fucking game that I understand how it works, which is Blackjack. Blackjack. Thank God. Uh, I was surprised. Shocked. Well, maybe in 1989, everybody's like, can we no. let this Baccarat shit go? <laughs> yeah. Nobody plays this shit anymore. Like poker or blackjack, that's the only two. And Bond is making some big bets, losing a lot, but then he wins what looks like by the stacks of well, chips. They he say has. he's up two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, that was it. I wrote yeah. down it by the chips. No, Those ten thousand dollars chips. It looked like twelve million dollars. Well, he I asked. He asked for like four million. What was it? Was it five million dollars to stake back in, or something like that? Something crazy. mm Hmm. Sure, I'll go with that. Just just it to get Sanchez's the... attention, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all this was to get Sanchez's attention. So, Meanwhile, when... Shang Tsung is in the background watching. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is Shang Tsung doing this movie? I literally wrote down fucking... I wrote that down, yep, for Mortal Kombat. And by the way, he never looked better. Oh, he looks great. great in this. Kerry Hiroyaki Tagawa. Thank you. I was going to say it, but I'm glad you did. Jill, I had it paused, uh, and the x-ray said his name when I was watching the movie, and Jill was like, oh, is that the guy in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, that won the Golden Globe? I said, that's racist. <laughs> wow. He is not in that movie. <laughs> wow. I said, no. Nope, that's that's Shang That is not that's short round. No, yeah. it is not. <laughs> you just saw an Asian name? Oh. oh, sweet Jill. Oh, sweet, sweet Jill. Jill's like, well, oh, he was, was probably Bill? in, he was probably in Crazy Rich Asians, right? 
No, Jill, I don't think he was in that one either. No. <laughs> Just... Wait, was he Long Duck Dong in 16 Candles? <laughs> nope. No, Jill. No. <laughs> no. None of the above. <laughs> but he was in Gung Ho, right? No, same guy, Long Duck Dong. <laughs> God, I haven't seen that movie in a million years i imagine it didn't hold up well i'm it's just on, gonna go ahead and say it. it's on the keaton list so it well keaton the keaton. michael keaton list not keaton. the diane keaton v keaton. <laughs> keaton v keaton what would gung ho go against in the <laughs> diane keaton verse um oh man what would it go against is there any diane keaton movie where she's like a steel <laughs> a car, worker a car salesman <laughs> annie hall Annie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to be Annie Hall or nothing. Yeah. Um, well, she did a pick one. She did random. like ten different uh, Woody Allen movies at one point, so it might be something in there. I don't know. Let's say uh, Radio Days. I don't think she's a big role in that movie. <laughs> I just picked one at random. Baby also, Boom. Baby Boom's got to be what she goes with multiplicity, though. Oh, I think that's part our of our, our, our like, Mr. What Mom. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Sorry, okay. in case we never mentioned. Uh... We have not ever talked about our no, that's Keaton yeah. Sorry. showdowns that we're going to do at some point. So, yeah, just keep in mind, everybody, we're going to have a Michael Keaton v. Diane Keaton movie off one day. <laughs> we're just preparing for it years ahead. Keaton v. Keaton. Keaton v. Keaton. Uh. Yep, and Alex P. Keaton's going to be in there, too. Now, so Bond uh, gets the notice of Sanchez, and Sanchez sends down Lupe to essentially cool Bond down and to uh, make sure he loses. But Lupe remembers Bond when he came on the boat, and she warns him about Sanchez, but Bond persists and wants to meet Sanchez uh, face-to-face. So Bond goes to Sanchez's office, they meet, and he starts to sow seeds of his background, what he does, and he may be useful to Sanchez in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanchez at that point steals uh, Bond's passport, so he can't leave the country. Bond also just walks away from all those chips. Yeah. And, like, well, we could, you could argue that Bouvier's still him. down there, and she was technically supposed to be his secretary, so she probably got got him. Uh, well. He was kind of a bitch to her in this scene. I'll he really him. was. <laughs> yeah. He was such a bitch about it. I said, shake it. It's like, okay, man. Calm the fuck down. Still butthurt over your throuple. Uh, okay, so Bond, at that point, goes back to his hotel, which I'm guessing is right across the street, and... Uh, the only information he really gets is that Sanchez basically has these super bulletproof uh, windows. Right. So that's all we know. But once Bond gets back to his hotel, he hears from the uh, front desk person that his uncle has arrived and is in his room. So Bond goes to his room, gets a gun from Bouvier, and tackles the ever-loving shit out of uh, Q, who... I can honestly say probably would have shattered every bone in his body <laughs> if that was not a stuntman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is cute. this is old Desi. He's <laughs> and old he is. Old he is. First what time we're getting Q. Boots on the ground though. This this movie. He is Listen, out there. He he is in this to win this. Best key performance 
I loved Q in this. Of all the movies. Really? He's, this is the most involvement he has. I would say second place would be Tomorrow Never Dies. Octopussy. Octopussy, he's out there. He's 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 perished. He's, he's, he's out in the field. On a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon. He's fishing. <laughs> doing doing all that. He's I in just, the field in that one. I love the animosity between Q and Bond, you know, in all the movies. But they kind of like have a friendship in this one and it's kind of sweet. They're actually lie. nice to each other. Yeah, he's like, I'm coming to check on him. He was coming to check on him. Make sure he was <laughs> I missed he I was worried about you. Moneypenny and I actually like you, Bob. And another one of these scenes where it's like, okay, we have to bond this up just a little bit. And Q comes with some gadgets. Uh, he uses one effectively. And yeah, yeah, really just yeah. one. Although this camera gun is really fucking cool. <laughs> I do like that camera gun. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, don't quite understand the Polaroid and all of its uses. It's very interesting. It shoots a laser out of the flash and then takes an x-ray. <laughs> <laughs> it does take an x-ray. It's, it's uh, an so interesting you, one. So you can see what damage the laser did apparently. afterwards. Apparently so. Uh, well, there's course, always something in Q-Branch that we see but don't care but don't care to use. It's got to have some of those. Yeah. Yeah. That Fair enough. Cast that smashes the... <laughs> God, I still love that one. <laughs> still great. Oh, man. <sighs> they could have brought that back at any point. Yeah, I love that. Oh, let's not forget the ghetto blaster. Yes. <laughs> From the last movie. Um, so at this point, uh, Bond takes the uh, toothpaste, which is... Uh, are we saying it's C4? Is that what that yeah, is? Okay. Plastic explosive. A plastic explosive. So he takes the toothpaste and a Kent box of cigarettes. Uh, which is used as a detonator, sneaks back over to Sanchez's hotel, and his plan is he's going to blow up Sanchez's window and shoot him with the camera gun. It's a now, good plan. It, would, it totally would have worked. It would have worked, yes. Well, okay, so yeah. So at this point, Bond sets up the uh, explosives, goes back, I guess, across the way to get a good shot when he blows up the window but then he's interrupted by a goddamn ninja two ninjas two ninjas i hated this yeah <laughs> i fucking again hated it. weird tone we're having i was like what are we doing let's stay consistent we're being super hard-edged yeah and down the line and mm-hmm. throw two legit ninjas yeah in full regalia and they beat the shit out of bond <laughs> But it, uh, it, if it was like the true, the way he was playing it, <laughs> the movie would have just been over. He would have definitely killed him. Got to put something yeah. there to slow it down. And, and, well, I, and I don't them. care that he got attacked. Just take off your ninja gear. Yeah. Yeah. Why are there ninjas at I all? I don't care that he, he got his ass beat. <laughs> One yeah, of them literally the is like Spider-Man's out a net yeah. from their mm-hmm. wrist. Sure does. He might have well have thrown down like a smoke bomb. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 style. Yeah. Secret of the Use. Uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty wild. Anybody have that on their checklist that you're going to get to see a fucking ninja fight in this movie? I wasn't there. No? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. did not anticipate such occurrences. It, I did not remember that scene was going to be there, and I was like, okay, okay. This is interesting. 
Uh, but of course, because the reason this is happening is because there has been this uh, Asian businessmen that are following Sanchez around. He's having meetings with him, so on and so forth. And we determined that, oh, they are actually uh, Asian drug dealers and they're coming to Sanchez to get supplies. So we now realize that after Bond is captured by these ninjas, that uh, Shang Tsung is actually uh, a Chinese or Hong Kong secret agent. They're doing drug recon on Sanchez. And they take him back to a shed in the middle of the fucking woods, uh, but somehow get followed because the entire Isthmus army shows up to kill everyone there. Also, uh, we get uh, MI6 agent that shows up as well to, is he going to kill Bond or knock him out? I can't tell. I think he was just trying to knock him out and take him back to London. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. So there's that. Well, the whole fucking army is outside. Sanchez has been. And they kill every fucking person in this building. Just bomb it. Bomb the whole fucking building. And once again, this is all James' fault. James is responsible for every death in this building. No. Sorta. Oh. I mean, I would, oh, I I would mean. say sorta. Mm. All right. No one would make a case, or I mean, they well, didn't, so they didn't what, have to send yeah. ninjas to, to capture him. Yeah, like if Quang is after after um, Sanchez, all from Chinese narcotics, a which is why would they even have jurisdiction? Are they are they even some sort of, like I don't I don't know what Hong Kong narcotics what level they are, but it's weird that they're all the way out here. Any anyway, what does mm. it matter? Like if they kill Sanchez, the operation's dead. So wouldn't they be? Okay with that? On board? Yeah, let's let this guy get murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they want to be the ones oh. to do it? They wanted the credit? I, that guy wanted to know where his base was of operations. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thought the whole racket would continue and they would keep making drugs from it. Maybe. It, he thought that, okay, now that Sanchez knows he almost got assassinated. He's not going to take all those Asian businessmen to the facility. And then the Hong Kong narcotics would never know where the facility was. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But who cares? But let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. But if James didn't go on this little mission, all these people would still be alive, well, including to, that MI6 to, agent. They didn't have to come capture James. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, decisions are made across the board. It sounds like we're making excuses for James. That's I'll say thinking. they did put themselves in the line of fire. He, they, they, he's doing that. They stopped him and then didn't go very far uh, and were easily tracked. So mm-hmm. they made some mistakes, obviously, that they could be tracked that easily. All right. So, mistakes again, were made on both sides. So, uh, yeah, this is James' fault. Everybody's that's dead. Um, <laughs> and, but again, just these weird tones this movie takes when they machine gun that lady. That is like fucking full metal jacket realness. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah, they got her. Yeah. It's like, jeez. Big yikes. 
I mean, it's not as bad as something that's coming up later, but it was like, okay. Anyway, so Bond ends up at uh, Sanchez's palatial estate, and they are really wanting this to be a real Ken Adam look. They were trying to make that giant set piece. I love it, though. I love it. It's pretty. Not. Yeah. It doesn't have the same. Ugh, yeah. Je ne sais quoi. Hey. Yeah, there's uh, some really weird decor. Not to mention uh, the most fucking waterfalls in someone's home I've ever a lot seen. Of waterfalls. Yeah. Uh, so this is where things get, for me, a little boring, a little unbond like. And it's Bond kind of playing Sanchez against his own people. Yeah, he gaslights him. Yeah, yeah. essentially. It's pulling um, the, uh, the Punisher plot, basically. I feel like the Punisher plot really ripped off this movie. It could be. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Who saw that? Also, the movie Yohimbo. Also, just like this. Uh, Where am I at? Oh, yeah. So he's sowing seeds of doubt within Sanchez. He lets Sanchez know, hey, I'm an ex-British agent. I'm pretty badass. Uh, All this kind of shit. And so now Sanchez has this doubt going about. And he wants to have a meeting with Crest, like the toothpaste, but also the guy that wants the boat. And he wants to have a meeting with him just to make sure he's not fucking him over. Because uh, Sanchez is pretty sure someone informed the Asians about his operation. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty on board so far. And he's missing some money. Yes. Not to mention a lot of money's gone. Almost the same amount that Bond deposited. Isn't that weird? In, his, in Sanchez's bank. So strange. So <laughs> strange. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so, uh, at this point, Lupe sees Bond again. She tells him she's going to help him get off of Sanchez's estate or island or whatever the case may be. Uh, and she also found out that San- uh No, this is Pam who does it. But Lupe helps Bond off the island, right? Right. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, she does. Thank you, everyone. And so uh, Pam finds out that uh, there are Stinger missiles that Sanchez has stolen and is going to use on American aircraft if the DEA doesn't lay off of them. Yeah. Unnecessary. Uh, it's, again, it's, a, it's a side plot that was really shoehorned in this movie. Again, I feel like they're, tr- they're and always, this always trying to make these guys extra like giving them a little extra maybe sanchez more than most because my argument is this and i'll bring this up when we get to uh our scores but at the end of the day sanchez is real low maintenance bond villain well they do this they kind of do the same thing with zorin at the end like where they made him kill everybody with his machine gun yeah, like, this we need is to, exact, we need to yeah. bump him up a notch because I don't we, know for whatever reason it's not enough. So let's yeah throw in this little thing at the end. Well, it's like okay, so Sanchez, cocaine dealer. All right, uh, he also basically runs this entire country, so he's powerful. Uh, he's got some stinger missiles because I'm. I would argue that the stakes are not that high with Sanchez. Well, you like would argue, even, he would argue that as a drug lord, he's probably had hundreds of people killed. I mean, he's he's yeah. up to no good. He's not bent on world domination, but that's not necessarily needed. 
and mm. and and, mm. and I get what you're saying, Andrew. This mm-hmm. from like a, if we're ranking Bond villains, but I think it works here because this is not an MI6 mission. No, this it's is a vendetta. A, it's just it, this yeah. could have been a regular dude that fed Felix to a shark. It, it's not <laughs> yeah. because like look, yeah. he's not being sent out to stop this guy from mm-hmm. destroying the world. He just wants to kill him because he doesn't like him. I think that's why I'm just like this is such a side quest Bond movie to me. It's just no, oh, I get that. Yeah, yes, yeah, like yeah. eh, and. Again, Sanchez is one of these guys that, you know, plot-wise in this movie, they are trying to heighten him a lot. <laughs> I mean, these Stinger missiles, at the end of the day, are used at the very end of the movie for a specific plot device, and that's about it. Uh, there's no real danger except that he would shoot down an airplane, which, again, not a British Airways, but an American airplane, a government bond does not work for. So, you know, throwing that out there. Yeah. All I'm right, a, I'm with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, but the but to bring it back to where you were started, the stinger missiles was was a subplot to bring a quick moment of doubt to Pam Bouvier because Bond thinks she's working with she thinks she he thinks she's working with Sanchez, but really she was kind of blackmailing one of Sanchez's commanders. I can't remember that guy's yeah, name. The, the Heller, I think. Heller, <laughs> the security guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, to which he backed out of that, backed out of that deal up after the assassination attempt. But then seemingly, maybe tried to pick it back up, or at least that's what Bond makes Sanchez think. Okay, well, the Stinger missile plot is is dumb. <laughs> it's yeah. I think what we're all trying to say is, it's dumb. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. So, talk, speaking of dumb, we get a real wild plan that Bond concocts to get aboard uh, Cress's ship and set this plan of uh, sabotage in motion. I mean, so, you say dumb. It fucking worked. I mean, everything worked to plan. It, it mm-hmm. went off without a hitch. Oh, it, it all worked. No one doubts that. No one's saying it. All right. Everybody's... <laughs> Everybody's getting a oh, real... Andy feels attacked with our support of this. Everybody's movie. getting a real tomorrow never dies attitude about this. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> right. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I... Hey our guys, scores were practically the same. <laughs> Y'all this... can suck a dick. <laughs> I Listen, didn't guys, say anything. <laughs> if I may, the plan worked. <laughs> a little extra, just a little to get too well. Here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Bond sneaks on the ship. Uh, they throw the, yeah, let's not forget the amount of steps Bond had to take to even make this one thing work is a lot. He had to go to the bank, take all the money he deposited a few hours before out, Mm -hmm. uh, put it in a waterproof bag, swim to Cress's ship. This is after Bouvier crashes the ship into the dock. Then Bond takes that money, throws it into a pressurized chamber. Fingers crossed that Sanchez's men are looking for it and find it. And hopefully Sanchez will take vengeance on Crest because of it. But yeah, it worked. Worked great. <laughs> yeah, it, did. it worked. One so, of the craziest, craziest deaths ever. <laughs> so Sanchez, at this point, uh, is very angry. <laughs> and... Decides he is going to kill Crest. So he throws Crest into the pressurized chamber, 
turns the pressure all the way up and then severs the pressurized uh, pipe. Is that what we're going to call that? Sure. Okay. Severs the pressurized pipe and never what I thought in a Bond movie, but Cress's fucking head explodes on screen. It explodes. Well, yeah. I mean, we only see his head, but his whole body had to explode, right? Just like uh, Kananga. Yeah. He goes yeah. He goes total recall in that little pressurized chamber. Yeah. Something feels a little different when uh, the gore it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, it feels yeah. a little different than... Yeah, and Live and Let Die, it's just like a garbage bag that explodes. Yeah, it's essentially like just... <laughs> There's no yeah. blood or anything. It's like pieces of Kananga's suit, maybe. Yeah. But that's about it. Nope. Um, John Glenn said, we're doing this. We're cutting the rug a little different here. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's mop him up afterwards. Okay, yeah. so... What are we going to do with the money? Launder it. Launder it. Okay, oh, that was Blaine. That was Blaine's line, but... Good word. Yeah, thanks, Corey. <laughs> I doubt it was. It was if it that was, was anyone's it line. That was anyone's <laughs> line. One word line. <laughs> uh, Best word. Or well, it's two words. Okay. <laughs> now we're gonna wrap we're gonna bring this uh uh what? We're <laughs> We're getting into our third act is what I'm trying to say. So at this point, Sanchez comes back and is so giddy to talk to Bond about oh, how right he was. <laughs> dirty Sanchez done got him. <laughs> He comes back to Bond's room in the middle of the night and gently wakes him up just to tell him, hey, you were right, buddy. Uh, I killed Crest because he's a backstabber. And he's like, oh, you think it's just one guy, though? Yeah. <laughs> the most suspicious thing Bond could do. I'm going to yeah. go and finger a couple more guys for you. Oh, Bond. Well. <laughs> and now that Felix is out of the picture. Yeah, he's got to finger somebody. Got to get and a now... purple back on. <laughs> Me, you, and Lupe, what do you say? We can live in the palace together. Uh, he thought about it for sure. I got my manta ray thing. <laughs> I can bring it into the yeah, boudoir. I know you're into to whipping with those things. <laughs> I know you love them. <laughs> so at this point, uh, not to mention Bond had to sneak back into the palace before Sanchez got back and acted like he was asleep. Right. Which is something. And so... Something. <laughs> So now uh, Lupe sneaks into Bond's bedroom and he's like, hey, you got to get the fuck out of here. I don't want to get caught with you. And she's like, oh, you know, I can help you. And this all leads to, I think we know it's coming. Bond and Lupe, fuck. And then the next day, Lupe wastes no time on causing some major drama in Bond's fucking life by showing up to the hotel room. Fiasco. Oh, absolute Lupe fiasco. That's good. Yep. It's real good. With just like minuscule tears in her eyes. I love him so much. You love him? How? He spent the night with me. <laughs> yeah. He was with me all night. Uh, you look like you might be in love with him too. So I just wanted to make you a little jealous. Yeah, Q gives the biggest eye roll here. And if you'd never oh noticed before. God damn it, James. And his <laughs> dirty dick. <laughs> I thought, you know, he was doing so good when he had that thruple. But now that it's over, by the way, Desmond Llewellyn's eyebrows in this are yeah, unhinged. Wowzer, <laughs> yeah, wowzer. <laughs> it really feels like someone could have said, uh, you know, we're gonna apply makeup to you anyway. We really might want to take these down a little bit. They shouldn't extend past your nose, Nonsense. Desmond. Desmond. Oh, don't be silly. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so now Bond and the Asian group of drug dealers are going to uh, our final major set piece, and that is going to be the meditation center where all the drugs are made. Uh, at the same time, uh, Dario has come back. Mm-hmm. One might even forget he was in this movie for a Where little bit. Where the fuck's he been? Yeah, he's Lost been out. opportunity. He, yeah. Was he getting the missiles this entire time? I don't know what he was doing. Anyway, he disappeared. Uh, but now he's back. And he and uh, Sanchez fly to the uh, meditation center slash drug den. Uh, drug making factory. And... Bond arrives and he sees Dario and knows, oh shit. Great. Because I might be fucked. (laughs) I might be fucked. Uh by the way, how unweird is it to see people in masks in movies? It's like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. Oh yes. Yeah. They had it on their N95s. Look at that. Uh so yeah, Bond is hoping that Dario doesn't recognize him, but unlike Grace Jones, recognizes him right away. Immediately. Yeah. Uh, There's a bunch of showing how they transport the drugs by turning it into, quote-unquote, gasoline. Well, they don't turn it into gasoline. They It dissolves in the gasoline, and then they Mm -hmm. do kind of like a chemical process to get the coke out of the gas. (laughs) Thanks for clearing that up. Um, (laughs) Did you write this movie? And hey. we should we should remind the audience that that it's, plays a major part. <laughs> it's gasoline distillation at its uh, at its finest. You know the thing we've all heard of. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know what this place was like. What it is in real life, but it's is it like an Aztec temple? It looks so cool. I I can't tell you if they built that or if it was already no there. Idea. But it's wild. It's a wild looking place. Dope. Pretty dope. And then, got, it's got some Ken Adam vibe to it. It does. It does. Uh, they really wanted some Ken Adam in this. Who doesn't? <sighs> Just couldn't get there. So anyway, uh, Bouvier flies a plane in. Well, she gets a ride to the meditation center and says she wants to make a personal donation to uh, Professor whatever is... Joe Butcher. Thank you. Professor Joe Butcher. Bless your heart. <laughs> Which I cannot understand why we needed to repeat that eight million times in this movie. I know. (laughs) I wonder if being the creepiest creep I've ever seen, and he just reverts back to bless your eyes. Like you can just say an expletive, Wayne. (laughs) I don't want to ruin my career, Donka Shane. He was just Um, like, "Fuck you!" (laughs) All right, golly, wow. So yeah. What do we got? Okay, so I'm trying to think. Wayne Newton in movies. We got this and Vegas Vacation. I don't know if he ever did anything else, and there's probably a good reason for that. Yeah, that's all right. And probably the only reason he did Vegas Vacation is because he could play himself. He didn't have to go anywhere either. Exactly. We can film in his house. Uh, So, yeah, this is where I was like, okay. Wayne Newton looks like a basketball player tall in this scene. I looked it up. He's 6'2". That's, that's not okay. short. No, yeah. well, but it's not what I thought he might be. <laughs> so maybe Kerry Lowell is just uh, short. 
Because he was towering over her. She's four seven. Oh, well, that makes all the sense in the world then. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so for well, th- this falls into a category later on that I won't mention. But yeah, so Carrie Lowell and Wayne Newton are it together and go to his sleigh bed. <laughs> so strange in his. What do you call this? The clay hut that he's built <laughs> for himself? A soundproof part of the temple. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's just a big sleaze, and she escapes. And the next two lines are the exact same for Wayne. He says, bless your heart. <laughs> and later on, our last scene with him, he just screams, bless your heart. I'm imagining that's the only lines they could get Wayne to do believably. So, yes. Okay, so... Dario, at this point, has recognized James. Uh, for some reason, the professor is giving us a lesson on how the drugs are made back into cocaine. Bond, in a swift moment, kicks a beaker and starts the biggest goddamn fire in this laboratory. Goes right up. Which well, causes... It's not even Bond that does it, which is crazy. Because, seemingly, this whole area would go up and smoke with without any effort. And... Mm-hmm. And it is it is Sanchez who decides to light the gas on fire just to prove it's still gas, which causes a yeah. big flare up, which is so stupid. Right out, like you don't have to prove that we saw that it was gas, but Bond yeah. uses that to kick and start punching and throwing gas everywhere. Yep, because at this point Dario has a gun in Bond's back. Yeah, so he's got to do something. He's got to do something at this point. Um. Uh, Again, pieces are put together, and Dario alerts Sanchez that Bond is a spy or whatever the case may be. They tie Bond up and put him on a conveyor belt for the cocaine that goes to a grinder that grinds the cocaine down to dust. And so Bond is going to be chopped up in this. And in a scene straight out of Mannequin. Yep, <laughs> scene straight out of it. This was literally what like we had to pause the movie, and Becca was like, "They stole that from Mannequin." I said, "No, they didn't." And she showed me the scene. I was like, "That's pretty they similar." They stole that from Mannequin. <laughs> That's pretty similar. <laughs> they one hundred percent stole that from Mannequin. Well, you know, uh, if anybody knows anything about the Broccoli family, big Andrew McCarthy head, <laughs> and guy. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. That's who was in that movie, right? Yeah, that's it. You nailed it. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. I don't know so why I thought it was Judge Reinhold. No, that would work similar sti- similar style. I mean, contemporaries of each other for sure. Yes, that's mm- true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so at this point, uh, Bond tries to get in one last little little jab at uh, Sanchez. Little seed of doubt right before he might be chopped up. About the stinger missiles. About the stinger missiles and Heller. So he tells him, uh, hey, keep an eye on those stinger missiles. And Sanchez is like, oh, okay. Leaves and leaves Dario to finish Bond off. Yeah. Theoretically. Uh, apparently, Benicio del Toro, while he was gone, got a little pink eye in the scene. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, he looks absolutely insane. He does. Looking at like, oh. and again, does a great job. He's really dead. like him. He's he chews the scenery. He really does, in a good way. Yeah, good, yeah, he is. He's also creepy. 
I believe he spits on Bond at one point. Yeah, he yeah. does. He hawks a huge loogie on Bond. I was like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bond's basically hanging on, trying not to fall into this grinder. And then Carrie Lowell shows up and he tells her, You're going to die. And she comes back and says, You took the words right out of my mouth and shoots Dario. Yep. And through a series of events, Dario falls on the uh, conveyor belt. And is fucking chopped up. Ground up. In uh, yet another very violent way, which is wild. But Bloody mess. Yeah. Uh, and Benicio plays it up like, fuck. <laughs> but anyway, right after this, we get the uh, scene where Sanchez is checking up on Heller, who's removing the Stinger missiles. And that red-handed. Gotcha. And... Uh, Sanchez tells him, well, I'll go ahead and uh, load those in the car. We cut to Bond and Carrie Lowell escaping. And they're trying to get out of the building. And this scene <laughs> really was the surprise of this movie for me. When Heller comes through the wall with a goddamn forklift through his chest. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. That one was like, holy shit. <laughs> All of those moments after he had time to load the stingers in, and then they just forklifted his ass. <laughs> like, hey, Heller, fork, fork you. you. Fork you. <laughs> yeah, that one caught me off guard. I was not expecting that. Uh, and then we jump into our final action sequence of this movie and essentially drive a semi truck right to the end. So yeah. everybody escapes. Uh, Sanchez, uh, I probably haven't mentioned this, but Sanchez has this wormy little Wall Street asshole type kid that works for him, and he's constantly trying to make deals and kissing Sanchez's ass. He tries to escape, and Sanchez is like, no, ride with me. So we bring him in the car. Sanchez then escapes with the semi-trucks that are full of the gasoline, which, as Corey put out, also has cocaine. And so... Yeah, they escape. <laughs> so they escape in this, and Bond and uh, Bouvier are in hot pursuit in the airplane. Uh, now, I could go scene by scene of this, but I think highlights are you don't sufficient. Need yeah, I think that's sufficient, right? I, I'll, I'll say that while you don't need to do that, I had fun. I, there was a lot of explosions. This, uh, again... I've talked a lot of shit about this movie, uh, much to both of your chagrins. But this ending scene is, as far as stunt work goes, really fucking incredible. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. He's driving the shit out of that truck. He dodges a stinger <laughs> yeah. missile in a truck. Listen, uh, just some highlights. Uh, the truck going up on was this an eighteen wheeler? So going up on nine wheels. <laughs> 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 when it does that and the stinger missile just blows up that other one amazing and then on top of it it goes back down to crush their car that's pretty yeah. nice that's pretty there's nice. like because there's that right before that he's driving it and it's a real scene of of them slamming one uh truck into the wall and that truck just gets crunched up oh like oh my god yeah. that's the most dangerous thing i've ever seen yeah, and in case we're not paying the picture well, this is like on a mountainous road <laughs> with no guardrails anywhere. 
So it's already dangerous enough. Uh, another I thing I really... I just love the idea that there were six of these trucks and James was like, I'm going to fucking blow up every last one of those. I'm going to destroy <laughs> all of it. My throuple <laughs> demands it. He's my best friend. <laughs> so also love that when Bond, uh, he kind of pulls over to the side of the road, he gets into like a little collision and he releases the tanker. When it collides with that other moving car, again, insane that stunt. Um, I really love when uh, Sanchez killed the uh, annoying asshole. That's the only reason. Yeah, that was great. Because yeah. <laughs> he was being a dickhead. He was like, way to go, Sanchez. Yeah. Well, we're going to write this one off, too. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? You're just going to keep pissing him off and he's not going to do anything? <laughs> yeah, you can't just do this that. Is a cri- this man blew up someone in a pressurized chamber. You ain't shit, son. Uh, yeah. Actually, if he had probably been there to see that, he wouldn't have been saying anything. I don't think anyone would. <laughs> I mean, not to mention he just drove a fucking forklift through Heller. <laughs> you know? You probably saw that, actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit, and the fucking... The semi-truck doing a wheelie through the fire? Oh, God. That's incredible. That, that, was so <laughs> that one was ridiculous. That was That's dumb. ridiculous. Uh, but the funny thing that came of that is the henchman driving the just regular truck that's on fire, and then it... Goes off the cliff, right? <laughs> Literally over that airplane. Another great stunt. Love oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> Bouvier's flying an airplane throughout all this and really doing yeah. some work in the airplane, too, having to dodge a lot. Yeah. So just some great things going on in this scene. Uh, a lot of credit to the movie on that. But then Bond finally gets on the tanker with Sanchez, and it's a, just a real fucking fight on this tanker uh sanchez cuts the brake line and this tanker drives over the cliff uh with bond and sanchez on top of it mm-hmm. they are not uh crushed bone no bones broken they're they're fucked up though mm-hmm. they're not doing good yeah bond's all <sighs> bleeding and shit you're right you know what i do apologize he did have that Road rash and that lip cut. <laughs> he had a strawberry. <laughs> I forgot. Excuse me. I'm saying he's, it, he wasn't unscathed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was far <laughs> more. He was far more unscathed than he should have been, though. Well, we could we could say yeah. that. Oh yeah, they were I think on we the come together thing. on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Let's remember, it's a semi truck that flipped four times. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're, they're. I mean, they can walk. That's. That, that shouldn't be happening. But so Sanchez gets up before Bond, and he's about to cut him in half with this goddamn machete. And <laughs> Bond, I guess, gets to Sanchez's better judgment. And he's like, uh, don't you want to know why I did it? And he pulls out the lighter, and I guess Sanchez can read it. <laughs> but again, the lighter says, uh, from Della and Felix, he lights this motherfucker on fire. Blazing. And Sanchez not only is on fire, he gets blown the fuck up when yeah. he comes in contact with this gasoline tanker. Well, because he's covered in gas, so when he's lit on fire, he's already melting like the second he's <laughs> on fire. Yeah, he is melting. You can see a melted body like the second it happens. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And so at that point, Bond 
walks up the hill. <laughs> Bouvier has already gotten another semi truck, and they drive off into the sunset. See, and, what? Yeah, they're gone. They're, hey, they did they it. Made it out. And then we cut immediately to a Felix who's in his hospital bed, and it seems like uh, he's in real good spirits. Like his wife just didn't die, and he lost two limbs. One of his, <laughs> one of his best friends. Of all time. Yeah. He's also dead. Oh, I can't wait to see you, James. I just talked to him, and he said- How's Sharky gotta... doing? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> he heard about his wife, and he's like, I, I'm, you know, I'm getting better. It's like, you know, Sharky never came to visit me. He's like, oh, Sharky. Oh, dear. Sharky. <laughs> hey, James, me, you, and Sharky are going to go fishing after this. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> never mind. And my good friend, Killifer. We're all going to go out. <laughs> Oh, no, remember you met him in my office. <laughs> he said he was going to go fuck my wife. Uh, but, you know, I guess the uh, one thing I can look up to is I think me and that Pam Bouvier had really something together. I think I'm going to see if she <laughs> wants to go out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Bond takes the phone call. By the way, we're, we're at our ending scene back at Sanchez's palatial estate that apparently Lupe is now in full charge of it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know if she took over the drug game or not, but she's in charge of that. Uh, and she does she kiss Bond in that? Sw- mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so mm-hmm. she kisses Bond. Bouvier again uh, runs away, but Bond catches her. They fall into the pool. Of course, they kiss. Mm. I'm sure they fuck. Mm-hmm. And we end our movie with a little Patty Labelle. If you ask me to, key lime pie. Mm-hmm. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a license to kill. That's it. That's the fucking movie. There it is. Guys. In all her glory. Mm-hmm. It saddens me. But this is my last overview for James Bond. Look at oh, that. Oh, wow. Look at that. You, yes. Your job is done. Well, not yet. Thank you. You've got a whole second part. I do have a second so. part. Um, and Count I think... your chickens before they're hatched. Fair enough, Corey. Okay, so do let's uh, take a break. Why don't we do that? Let's take a break. All right, be right back. And welcome back to Judgment. All right, we've now come to the portion of our show where we got to rank this bitch. So let's offer our judgments on License to Kill. Oh, no. Let's do awards first. You act like I hadn't done this before. Um. <laughs> wow, Bland. I'm surprised you didn't, I didn't slam your fist right into his throat. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it's always me being the asshole. Uh, well, thank you for being kind. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Best Death? Okay. Corey, what you got for Best Death? There's no doubt in my mind that I wrote down three that we're going to probably hit all three. So I'll just take one and I'm going crest, baby. That death is wild. <laughs> you, you might as well. You might as well. I mean, the fact that his head, we see it expand and then explode into gore. And with his little hands. His little hands. It. Like, oh, no. and the lead up too, where you're just like, I think he's going to explode. I think he's trying to explode <laughs> him. <laughs> he's just screaming, help me. Yeah. 
And it works. Yeah. Hey, it works. That whole plan. Loving a plan comes together. <laughs> That's exactly what Bond had in mind. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't give a big thumbs up at the end. Oh, we didn't mention that Bond could have just left at any point, but had to stay and watch it go down. I got to watch <laughs> this I got to see yeah. how this plays out. Mm-hmm. All right. Blaine, what about you? Best. I mean, death. I obviously had that one, but mm-hmm. just to name another, Dario. Yeah. yeah, that's wild getting, as well. <laughs> getting mulched up in the cocaine grinder. Chopped to pieces. It's the last we saw Dario. That's it. Uh, well, mine, again, uh, of course, mine was going to be Crest. Uh, now, a distant second uh, was going to be... Uh, Della. Loved it when <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, no, Sharky's killer. I loved when he was oh, still. Oh, yeah, that's a great But one. I got to say, my number one in the most... Shocking moment in the movie for me was when Heller came through that goddamn wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with that forklift through his chest. That's pretty good. <laughs> that that's was pretty... that's some shit you would see in a Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> that's several good top tier deaths. Yeah, those are yeah. some top tier deaths. I'll, in the movie, I'll give an sure. honorable mention to Killifer because it marks James's viciousness <laughs> right from the start. Yeah, very true. Okay. Well, now let's jump into best line. Uh, Blaine, starting with you this time. Mm, I have two written down, and I don't know which one I want to go with. Uh oh. Um. All right, I'll go with this one. It's a little more serious than my other one. This mm-hmm. is where uh, uh, Sanchez is talking to the El Presidente, and he goes, "Remember, you are only president for life." Yeah, and I was that's like, "Strong line." That's it. That's that, a good threat. And it was also mine. Was it? Yeah, I love oh, that line. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I really like that line. Mm-hmm. Um, mine were more like oof lines. Like, oof, God. Because we got to mention it. it is, it's Dario's line where he's talking about... Um, what's her name? I already forgot it again. Della? Della. Mm-hmm. And he says, we gave her a long honeymoon. I think it was uh, nice, nice honeymoon. honeymoon. Yeah. Did, he, did he say nice long honeymoon? Anyway, no, no. It, I, I know what you're nice. saying though. Yeah, honeymoon. It's a delivery yeah. more than it's a line. With yeah. his very first thing that he says. Yeah. The other one was Yikes. was the smarmy dude when he's kind of starting to do his freak out. He says. But we've got to deal with the Orientals. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. That's a... Yikes. That's a rough one. Not a a word we like to throw around anymore, but... No. No, no, no. Uh, Well, mine was going to be you're only president for life. I love that line. That's good. Um, I'll say my second favorite, because I definitely wrote one down, um, is going to be... Uh, when Heller comes through the wall, and Bond says, "It looks like he reached a dead end." Aww. Yeah, he had a couple well, of these del- one-liners <laughs> that that were. We don't. He can't deliver. He can't deliver. I gotta tell you. I also liked when Sanchez was talking to James as he was on the conveyor belt. He said something like, "Ankle deep, you're gonna." That's another great line. Yeah, something knee deep. You're gonna be kissing my ass to kill, kill you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he said uh, 
ankle deep, you're going to be begging for your life, and then knee deep, you're going to be kissing my ass to kill you. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That's a weird, <laughs> weird line, but it's good. Yeah. Also, like, when uh, he was talking about the alarm clock, guaranteed to never wake up anyone who uses it. And I was like, you're silly. Uh, the one thing I... Silly bitch. <laughs> you silly bitch. <laughs> the oldest, gr- like, roughest looking alarm clock I've ever seen. <laughs> no one's going to be fooled look, by that. Look just the same as Desmond Llewellyn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do love the scene where he goes into... Where they're going to sleep, and Hugh just goes in there and tries to find the softest bed. He's like, well, <laughs> guess we're playing. That's a go. very old man thing. It is a very old man thing. <laughs> I gotta find the comfortable one, Bob. Uh, all right, so final. Uh, and this made the final cut? Yes. Uh, I'll start this one. Uh, I felt there were a couple, but one that really sticks out, and I think it's only because we're trying to give Wayne a little more screen time, was when Wayne took uh, Carrie Lowell to his boudoir. Mm. We didn't need that. I think Carrie could have just uh, kicked Wayne in the balls and done what, exactly what she was going to yeah. do. It, it seemed like a little pointless right. just to give Wayne Newton a little more screen time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Corey, what about you? Uh, I wrote down a few. and I, who, All who right. Cared? So, and I like this movie, but I would argue mm. all of Wayne Newton should have been left on the cutting room floor. Just yeah, unnecessary. I don't disagree. Don't even yeah. care about that character even a little bit. Um, it's the Stinger missile subplot. Who gives a shit? Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, wastes both missiles, uh, or at least he helps Bond. But um, the bar fight also, I would cut. Kind of a yeah. terrible scene. And then I have two small ones that I just thought were funny. The first one is actually my number one. Is when Bouvier goes to get Bond his martini. She has to use her hands to indicate shaken, not stirred. She kind of does a jack-off motion. Yeah, I noticed that. And I was like, why did you make her do that? That's not... We didn't need that. And leave that in. Make her do it. Make her do it it a lot more. Um, And then the other one... John Glenn is just behind the camera rubbing his chin. Oh, yeah. The other one was when Bond wakes up from the ninja attack, there's like this human-faced fish that we have a really prolonged (laughs) shot of. I don't know. I was like, get that out of here. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, those, right. I had a few, but yeah. <laughs> Just a few, huh? All right. <laughs> For me, without a doubt, it's the ninjas themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. It's pretty dumb. We don't need those. No. Just regular dressed Asian people would have been fine. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think we're also forgetting how inherently racist <laughs> That they're ninjas. Not all Asians are ninjas. No. <laughs> Don't have to be. No. <laughs> we can do better, guys. We can do Such better. Such an odd shift. Also, talking about fish, the clothes of the movie on that fish that blinks. Yeah, that is weird. That was odd. <laughs> it's weird addition. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, ninjas. Get out of here. Yeah, we could probably also add that unnecessary slow-mo scene in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Take that right out to you. Uh, yeah, it's a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Alright. Alright, well those are all great, you guys. So that is the award portion of this. Now let's jump into our actual scoring. As you all know, we have 
seven distinct scoring systems. At the very end, we're going to take the average of all three of our scores, and that is going to give us the overall score for License to Kill. So starting off, we have Bond Factor. Now, Blaine, I'm going to start with you. What are you giving License to Kill, Timothy Dalton, on Bond Factor? All right, so I give Mr. Dalton props for just whomping ass and bringing something a little different here, mm -hmm. but he does it with zero charisma, and I need that from my Bond. And you can be serious and have charisma. I think Craig pulls it off in a few, mm -hmm. and there's moments where the other Bonds also have edges to them. But they balance it out, you know. Give me some charisma, Dalton. Just a little. Agreed. But he does a good job with what he does do. So 66. 66 from Blaine. Just not super Bondy. All right, Corey, what about you? Bond factor for Timothy Dalton. Uh, so I, I like Timothy Dalton. Uh, I, I'm willing to forgive a lot of that kind of charisma and shtick that he just doesn't do um so and i liked i liked living daylight's bond and i also like this bond uh, even a little bit more if only because he's committing to his like just vengeance and 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 white hot rage and i like that it's kind of into it so i'm giving him a 78 okay all right 78 from Corey on the vengeance scale. Um, okay, so I'm going to be a little different here. I agree with Blaine. Dalton just doesn't have charisma. Uh, in this movie, I found James to be a little too uh, whiny, a little bratty about certain things. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just Felix. You know? <laughs> Not to be mean, but and Della, and Sharky, Andrew. You know what? There is Sharky. I forgot about Sharky. Um, but overall, like you said, I, I'm just not feeling it in this. And honestly, if Timothy Dalton would have had a different name and you take out three scenes in this movie, this could have been just a normal drug movie, to be quite honest. So Dalton just didn't stand out for me in this, and I thought he did a much better job in uh, Living Daylights. Hmm. So I gave him a 40. Oh, yeah. Big dip. Oh, boy. Yeah. Gave him a 40 for this one. Okay. Okay, now we're jumping into action sequences, though. We had a lot to say about them. Corey, what do you think? Action sequences. I like the action sequences, um, and I thought they were, they were enough. Um, there were some dips in the movie, but I think that all these movies have a little bit of dips. If you mm -hmm. took out the bar scene, I would say action-wise, pretty pleased with this movie. Um, especially the explosions at the end were pretty, pretty great, pretty good stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving it an 83. 83 from Corey. All right, Blaine. What about you? I agree. I wish we would have had some. One thing that I really like in Bond movies is hand-to-hand -hand combat. Yeah. Yeah. All we have here is that bar scene, which was atrocious. <laughs> yeah. I like to see a good hand-to-hand. -hand. Didn't have it. And I I like the chase at the end, but I hate that they were 18-wheelers. Oh, wow. Okay. I want to see something crazy, like a motorcycle, 
or a, a supercar or something like that. But, you know, they did cool stuff with 18-wheelers. Just mm-hmm. blame what's a, a nitro-powered funny car in these movies. Yeah. I want to see something crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I mean, it's decent. I love the 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 water skiing and the there you go. Dark Knight Rises at the beginning. <laughs> yep. I gave it a 74. Okay. 74. I needed those fist fights. Yeah, I can agree with you there. Um, see, for me, the the big standout on action sequences is the fact they use semi-trucks. I mean, honestly, can't think of too many movies where they do a big action set piece with semi-trucks. Hmm. So, but like you said, we got the that wild water skiing scene and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, mine was a little lower than you, Blaine, but I think 74 is right. I'm going to give it a 74 as well. Oh. I was at a 70, but 74 feels Don't right. Open you up. Changing hearts and minds. Love it. Mm-hmm. At that. Okay, next up is gadgets. I will start this one, I guess. Um, real low on the gadget game in this one. Um, let's see. We got uh, the toothpaste mm-hmm. and the Kent cigarettes that are an igniter. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that very cool camera gun that Really doesn't get any play. Didn't get used very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the manta ray costume, which we're not exactly sure who made that. And that's about all I can come up with, right? There's also some cummerbund rope. Can't forget that. Yeah. I forgot about the cummerbund rope. <laughs> How could and we forget? Honestly, it is just a lighter, but that lighter is like a fucking flamethrower. So I put it but in there. It's not made by Q, though. That was just a thruple wedding gift. I don't care. I've never followed those rules. I okay. don't care. I don't care. Um, I mean, I don't know of anything else. Cigarette lighter, x-ray camera, exploding alarm, Q's radio broom. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, forgot about the radio the broom. Camera gun, toothpaste, manta ray, and cummerbund rope. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. that's, that's not little. I mean, there's a few. Yeah. But are they useful? Hey, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a quantity it's guy. Not a, I'm a quantity guy. I've always, since we not, started. Don't get me wrong. It's not a third nipple. I'll give it that. It's definitely not that. But I just don't feel like I can give this movie more than a 42 for what it brought. 42 for me. Okay. Uh, All I, right. I, I, was a, I was a little higher at 62. No reason, no, no need to elaborate. Just, uh, you know, I thought the camera gun was cool, even though he didn't get to use it. Um, and I think that the toothpaste and cigarette case, that's just, those are, those are two kind of fun gadgets. Uh, and they worked great. So I don't know. I, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay. Right, right there to 62. I gave it a 64. Okay. All right. Same reasons. Interesting. There's no vehicle, which always kind of bumps the gadget score for me. But Mm -hmm. he used the plastic explosives. Yeah, way I the way I've been kind of seeing is if there's a lot of gadgets, you're at least starting at a fifty for me, because you at least took the effort to make me happy and put a bunch of gadgets in there, even if they're not great. There, there's there's quite a few to play with. There you go. Okay, that's fair. Sure. That's um, 
All right. Uh, let's talk about the song and opening titles for this movie. Uh, I guess I can start us off. I, I love License to Kill. I think it's a great song. There is a theme to this opening titles. Uh, cameras. Cameras. Yep. Uh, a woman whose nipples we see very vividly in HD. Um, don't know how she felt about that, but they're there. Talking about when she, uh, the lady who changes colors. Yes. <laughs> Her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure when this movie wasn't digitally mastered, it was hard to notice that, but it did her no favors, but overall, or it did her the favors. Got to see her party. Maybe. Yep. That's exactly right. Corey. (laughs) But, uh, Uh, yep. mm Mm-hmm. Gladys Knight. Love Gladys Knight. Um, so I give it a 77. Okay. Yeah. Not too overly complex. 77. 77. Blaine, what about you? I gave it a 64. Okay. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's something about it. Like, I like the song, but mm-hmm. as we talked before, something about it just wasn't hitting. I've heard other people do this song, mm-hmm. and I was jamming to it. But for whatever reason, during these opening credits, it's just... I don't know. Something was it wasn't crescendoing correctly. Yeah, for me, and it was cut down a lot for the titles. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a longer yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Something, something was going on, and you know the all the Kodak pictures. I didn't really get it. I mean, the only connection was the the gun <laughs> yeah. from what I can call. Oh, it's a weird theme. Uh, yeah, a little strange, but I mean, it meshed. It was just you know middle of the road actual graphics so 64 all right 64 from blaine Corey. what about yourself i love this song and i and i and i will apologize for it i'm giving it a 92 i i I actually won't apologize for it is what i meant to say okay (laughs) i freaking love it okay i i agree with blaine that there's it's missing some bombast that's in the actual recording the bass hits the drum like pocket smashes those are a lot mm-hmm. bigger in the recording, and it kind of makes the song way better. And that's still yeah. the song, and that's still the recording artist, so I'm giving it that credit. Um, you know, the titles are fine. Mm-hmm. They were I, – I wasn't offended by any of them. Um, th- yeah. These days, I mean, I can't even really think of any title sequence that's blown me away. So I kind of feel like I have to stop being so judgmental on them. Because, I mean, nothing really stands out even in my head right now of like, oh, that was a really cool title sequence. So I'm, I'm trying to be a little less judgy on the title sequences. This was fine. It was nothing crazy. It was, it's, it's, it's colors. It's women. Just James Bond. <laughs> you can't do that now. <laughs> well, it's but, good you but came it, to but this conclusion it, but it was the, left. But um. it was then. <laughs> uh, so okay. I, I freaking love this song. It's probably in my, It's definitely in my top five. Maybe even crack my top three. Okay. All right. It's great. Yeah. All right. 92 from Corey. Now we've come to a big one for us, the plot and character portion. Um, Mm -hmm. I will probably start this one um, because might might get some words from it. Uh, Plot-wise, 
I think this is the most mediocre Bond that we've seen. It feels very low stakes. Uh, again, I feel like if you would t- have told me this was another movie that they just threw Bond elements into, I would believe that. Uh, the world stakes that comes with Sanchez is just eh. At the end of the day, he's a terrible drug dealer, blah, blah, blah. And I, I comparatively, all of this just is, like I said, real side quest shit for me. Character-wise, Q's greatness. Dario is in it for five minutes total. But, he, you know, when he's there, he's great. Uh, Carrie Lowell, great. Lupe. <laughs> It's not that she's not a great actress, but she didn't bring a whole lot to the table. So with that being said, with a shitty plot for me, and the characters being mediocre, if not, eh, it's a 32 for me, dog. Oh, boy. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's harsh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just... You don't got to apologize. Okay. But we've had some bananas plots in yeah. these movies. When you I say mediocre plots, my goodness, this is nowhere near some of the plots we've seen. Well, from what he said, not as from like a, not mediocre from an ease of ability to follow. Yeah, he said from a stakes plot. Yeah, which I think is tough because I that doesn't bother me that it's again it's not the end of the world. That doesn't have to be. I don't think it. I don't think it always should be. Sometimes Bond I, just solves problems. That's why I, I mean, this is a subjective scale. It's, it's what what Bond is to each of I'm us. I'm trying to think of something that could be equally compared, though. I think Casino Royale is pretty equal in that he's just kind of stopping a, a, a guy who's a financier. Um, and that's a great movie. And and the plot is just him trying to get catch this guy who's not trying to conquer the world or anything. I I think you know my feelings about uh, Casino Royale as well. Um, and you know what? Uh, You're, they're, they're not shared with I would say ninety five percent of the world, so it's kind of it's kind of tough for me to take you on there. Okay, all right. It seems oh, seems a little uh, a little strong. Tomorrow never dies. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got some feelings about it. Oh, that's uh, right. It's exactly um, it. Like Tomorrow Never Dies. If he had maybe taken it down a little bit. Price would have been a much better villain. Well, we're not on villain yet. We're on plot and character. So the plot uh, revolves around the villain, you goon. <laughs> wow. How dare, I didn't, how dare you? I am so sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. Um so again, this plot is real low stakes. I can't think of another bond where they were this meaningless. Diamonds are forever. No, he was going to destroy the world. With a laser. Yeah. Forgot about the laser. It's all about diamonds for like 80% of the movie. And the diamonds are what the laser is made of. Come on, man. A much worse plot. Mm. Disagree. Uh, Okay, so for me, uh, I would say the closest one would be Quantum of Solace. He was going to just charge more for water. That is pretty low stakes, and I think a I, much worse movie. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure my uh, yeah, my scores like that. But yeah, uh, listen, uh, like I said, side quest shit. All right, so <laughs> let's go to Blaine. What do you got? Seventy two. Okay. 
a little different. <laughs> I, 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 when I judge these plots, it's from a absurdity kind of standpoint. But I get what you're saying, Andrew. Yeah. Um, but I like the characters. We have two pretty strong women. Um, Dario is awesome. Again, I, I lowered the score here because we should have had more Dario. Yeah. Um, Sharky was good. I like Killifer as an early bad guy. Um, not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. I say 72. It's fair. All right. Wait. Yes, 72. Okay. <laughs> Corey? Uh, I'm at 78. Okay. It's not It's not perfect, but I mean, I'm, I'm docking at points for the things that I would have said should be cut. I mean, it's the, the plot is simple. And damn it, sometimes we John Glenn himself loves to muddy the waters with plot octopusy. Uh, so right. <laughs> we got a Fabergé egg, we got nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. we got uh, a circus, a circus. Yeah, <laughs> we got we got Russians. We got a. Uh, I don't <laughs> even know. I even remember. So for that alone, if we just took out a couple elements, pretty simple plot: find Sanchez and kill him, and make him kill his compatriots. That's that. I like that. I'm in, uh, and I liked all all sporting characters you've already mentioned. I'm I liked them all. Um, didn't really okay. didn't really think anyone was a bad actor or anything like that. So yeah, seventy eight. All right, seventy eight from Corey. I would also like to remind everybody that uh, Octopussy revolved around nuclear war. This revolves around a man that sells cocaine. And yet, <laughs> and, and, and the plot still sucks. <laughs> that plot is trash. You got to admit. Come on. <laughs> First of all, stakes are higher. And now we're to the villain category. (laughs) We're now to the villain category. So, uh, Blaine, let's start with you. What are you giving for villain? Whilst I really like Sanchez Mm -hmm. in his tone, he says some cool things. Uh, There's just he just he's just missing that memorable something to set him apart. I still like him. I think he's he's a good villain. But for me personally, I want my Bond villains to have a little I want them to be a little extra like Zorin, who just had that that little extra bit of crazy. Yeah. Uh he was just a good drug dealer. You know, I'm not going to knock him for it, but yeah. 68 from me. All right, 68 from Blaine. Okay. Sorry. This is where I feel it's fair to to loop in the uh, the scale of his. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, all right, Corey. I, I Dylan. That's where I totally agree as well. That that he he didn't have like this world domination plan, and that's okay for plot. But for a villain, uh, if you put him up to all the other villains, he's not you know as formidable in terms of everything he's doing. But he's still, you know, he's he's kicking butt and taking names for most of the movie. He's 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 in charge and hard to kind of get get a hold of, uh, if not a little bit, not if not enough zaniness that sometimes a Bond villain should have, just that extra bit of quirkiness. I think he's a little too stone faced sometimes, so I'll give him a sixty seven. Sixty seven from Corey. All right. Again, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Low stakes. He is just a drug dealer. And I put him a notch above Le Chief. So I gave him a 20. Boy, yeah. I love this. And I hate fighting you on this. But not just a drug dealer. The guy is like a car. He's like owns a whole city and all of the people around it. That's like, mm-hmm. that's like a, that's more than just a drug dealer. You're right. You're right. And again, if I wanted to watch, a movie he, he's got like a whole a cartel dealer. essentially. I mean, uh, Who's the guy? Who's the real famous? El Chapo. Yeah, or Che. Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if I want to watch a move, you know, something revolving around this plot, I can watch the Pablo Escobar story. But I don't want to watch Fran Sanchez's "The Greatest Spy on Earth" go head to head. I just stakes are low. Got it. That's it. Twenty for me. There we are. Okay, <laughs> so. Now we're going to go to entertainment value. I, I might as well start it because I feel like mine's going to be controversial, but I gave it a 45. There are moments where I'm entertained, but more so than I'm not. So wow. 45 for me. Yeah. All right. Corey, what you got for entertainment value? 84. I, I was entertained. All right. I liked Corey it. Corey was entertained. Um, All right. I think, I think that you're... Uh, I think you took some preconceived notions in this movie, Andrew, and there's just nothing we can do to stop you. Uh, I, it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's, it's far more fun than a ton of the movies we've watched so far. So, I don't know. I, I shit you not. I did not think License to Kill was going to get the Tomorrow Never Dies treatment from Corey. I really didn't think it was going to happen. Blaine likes it, too. I mean, and, and Well, and Blaine. Just, let me reiterate with Tomorrow Never Dies. All three of our scores were almost the same. <laughs> this is a discrepancy like no other. Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that we scored it weird, but there was pushback. There was pushback. <laughs> On the physics of a stunt. <laughs> That's, yeah. The main, it was the stunt and it was the villain that you got the most pushback on. I'm not really even pushing back on Andrew on the villain. I'm just pushing back on a mediocre plot like... We have had far more mediocre plots with world-ending, you know, issues that have been so much more boring than this. It's like so. I just I don't think stakes play into it at all to me. Wow, for a James Bond movie, if it's good and if it if it's if it's thrilling, who cares if it's the end of the world? He's just trying to stop a madman. I think that fits with the villain category, like I said, and our scores reflected that. But here I go again. With here probably, you go. With probably just, you know, I think all my scores have just been dead on and right where <laughs> they should be. Uh, 72 again. Se- 72 from Blaine. Entertainment value. I had a, I like this more than Living Daylights, which mm-hmm. I feel is a fair comparison tonally. Also, what the hell? That plot was stupid. That was about smuggling weapons. Yeah. Yeah, I think we might have we might have pretending to be uh um well well the first they had to smuggle diamonds in a fake heart yeah yep to to 
to exchange for the weapons. I don't know. That one was pretty dumb. Uh, but 72, I think it's Yeah, it's like an opium. It was also drug-based, opium-based. So Yeah. Could have had more Dario. That's what my big big takeaway here is. Could have had more Dario. Give me some more Benicio. Give me some yeah. more Benicio. But action, good, decent, 72. Andrew would have been more on board if they'd like gotten 100 Stinger missiles and just pointed them all at all the countries. That's right. Uh, I'm What's not up lie. the stakes? If they would have mounted the Stinger missiles to the Sharks. Now you, got a movie. now you got a movie, guys. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But if you're just going to give me bootleg Scarface, we got we to gotta move on. Yes. Okay. Acne Scarface. <laughs> Acne Scarface. I mean, you, you love A View to a Kill, and he was just going to flood the Silicon Valley. Granted, that sucks, but... <laughs> that that was all he was trying to do was just flood the Silicon Valley and make a lot of Wait, fucking Corey, microchips. You're wrong. You're mm-hmm. wrong. He was also fixing horse races. Thank yeah, you. that movie was about horses. Yeah, that's like one of your and I, we're really missing out on the super people. There were that too. Oh yeah, yeah, the fucking steroid Nazi babies. Yeah. yeah so those. take your opinions with a grain of salt, sir. Yes. High stakes. Now, see. the okay. final. <laughs> uh, that was it, right? Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> without Andrew's scores, this movie would have been right, maybe like top five <laughs> based on. There. Hold on. Corey Hold on. And, <laughs> Corey and my scores. Not as high Time. as not as high as like a Golden Eye or a, or a Spy Who Loved Me, but certainly up there. It would have been top ten for sure. Definitely. Nope, I'm gonna say All this right. is. I I know your averages, so we'll see how it fared just with your two averages. Okay, that's uh, so. All together, uh, Corey, you had the highest with seventy-seven point seven one. Blaine, there's you at sixty-eight point five seven, and then I was just a little bit lower than you guys at forty-seven point one four. So our three averages. Come out to sixty four point four eight. Not terrible. It's not horrible. Nope. No. So let's see where License to Kill ends up. Probably way too high on our overall <laughs> score. Let's see. Hmm. Interesting. Well, License to Kill is our number ten Bond. Number ten. Top ten. Look at that. Number ten. Still top the ten. Not not quite as good as Skyfall, but better than Thunderball. What have we done? It's better than Skyfall, y'all. It's definitely better than Thunderball. I can't believe Thunderball's 11. Yeah, Thunderball's 11. Where's Living Daylights? Uh, Eight. Living Daylights is number five. Number five? Wow. Yeah. And I agree. Much better movie. Much better movie. <laughs> yeah. Debatable. Okay. I, I, yeah, it's not high stakes. High stakes in that. One. Oh man. Um, listen, listen, guys. We we uh, disagree every once in a while on things, and that's fine. I yeah. And I already said I'm lowering some of my scores for Living Daylights when we do our uh our rescore. Yeah, I may have to join you. I think that. Um. But where would the with mine and Corey's average? <laughs> All right, with just you and Corey, it would have been 
It would have taken over Living Daylights. That's fifth place. That's where it should have okay. gone. Yeah. Which means it would be better than Living Daylights, but not as good as Spectre. Man, we really we scored Spectre too high, y'all. Again, we did not. That is from the '99 on the song. Pardon me. '98. Pardon me. '98. '98. Spectre's good. I don't know why people. I mean, shit on Spectre so hard. Yeah, there's a lot more terrible movies. Uh, Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's the. I mean, it's the whole issue I have with all the Craig movies. It's the interconnected bullshit and the, what they did with Blofeld. But I, I will say enough to. Yeah, Spectre's the best one we've seen. Casino Royale's better for sure, but out of the other ones, I agree it's the best one. Mm. I, I mean, we'll always agree to disagree. Uh, no but... more evident than uh, with the movie we watched tonight. Yeah, no more evidence. What a swing. Uh, top 10. Hey, Dalton with his both of his movies, he's in the top 10. I might change some of my license to kill that. Um, <laughs> that was... <laughs> You're mad, man. It's definitely better than Living Daylights. I'm going to have to change okay. my, my Casino Royale and the ones to pump him up. I'm just going to change them all to hundreds. Oh, Jesus. We only get three now, gentlemen. <laughs> That's true. Three changes. Three from each movie, right? <laughs> yeah, from each movie we get three. Just pick my favorite. Just completely change up the rankings. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, though, License to Kill is not as good a movie as Diamonds Are Forever. I disagree. The most important thing, though, Yeah. where is Tomorrow Never Dies? Oh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies is still, softly in eighth place. Yeah, still there in the top go. ten, staying in the top ten probably. Yeah, I would say one hundred percent is going to stay in the top ten. That's because all three of our scores were good. <laughs> no one is saying the scoring was off. I, I'm just. <laughs> I think there was a discrepancy in comments. I think we thought were funny, and you did not no, think they were I funny. Know. I know what's happening here. Uh-oh. I know my role. <laughs> I, I've said nothing, and I, I never say anything. Well, you just kind of gay-bashed Andrew. <laughs> yeah, no, well, about, that. yeah, about that, I'll say it all. But uh, about, <laughs> Say it all. <laughs> I'll say it all. <laughs> I truly okay, don't understand well. why you, that movie is not good. It's like a huge bummer. Diamonds are forever. Yeah. Wow. It's not great. Oh, it's not a great movie, but it's entertaining. It's a lot of it's fun. It's a decent Bond movie. Yeah. Again. Well, uh, now, I will say that Octopussy should have been higher. I don't agree. Octop- Octopussy's trash. You guys hate it. I thought it was great. Um, all right. So, I guess we need to wrap it up. We only yeah. got two movies left. <laughs> uh, so, again, License to Kill. Way too high, but at number 10, License to Kill comes in. And then next week, we're going to be doing the movie that starts it all. One. Blaine, it's your overview next week for Dr. No. Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right. Well, as always, uh, we may disagree, but it's just how the cookie crumbles. I don't have anything else to add. So this has been Judge Judge Reinhold. Oh, crazy. <laughs>